I'm Max, and you're listening to Zito Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you academically gifted kids and or star basketball players? I'm Alan. I bake. Oh, you bake. Okay. I'm a wildcat. You're, oh, what what team? team? Wildcats. What team? Wildcats. Wildcats. Get your head in the game. Nice. And this is Zetus Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order. And then spend way too much time analyzing them. If the intro didn't give it away this week, folks, we watched High School Musical, baby. Woo! Listen, it's been a long time. Can you believe we're here? I can't believe we're talking about this. No. Movie. This is wild. But and, and like as yeah. a moment in time for you, listener, we have just gotten back as a trio trip to Japan. So we are all still slightly jet lagged. And this is the movie we come back to. The hype is real. Thank goodness. <laughs> Could you imagine if we came back to in, like literally Buffalo in, Dreams? Oh I'd my be gosh. Yeah. That'd be so, so crazy. Now, before we get into the description or any of the events of the time, there is a little bit of housekeeping that I have to do. Mainly, uh, me, one of, one of your hosts, uh, I, I forgot last episode, I forgot something essential that we do at the end of every year. Uh, where we rank uh, the highest and the lowest decom of that year. Since we didn't do it last week, let's just do it now. Let's do it. Movies of 2005. Yeah, let's let's gonna, run through them real I'm going to need the list. Now you see it. Buffalo Dreams. Kim Possible, So the Drama. Go Figure. Life is Rough. The Proud Family Movie and Twitches. I think we can cumulatively I think we all rank Life is Rough Life is Rough is so one of bad. the lowest ranking if not the lowest scored of any DCOM right? I think it is the lowest scored Proud Family Movie is real bad <laughs> It's real bad But it does have a dance battle that makes up for a lot I'm not sure it does <laughs> I don't know. For me, the worst is life is rough. Yeah, that's that, I'm a dog. You're a dog. We're all dogs that's a, doing that's dog a dog it things. Should be higher. Really? Yeah. Really? You hated Mister, it. This is the worst you soundtrack of all time. I I. You know it was memorable. Oh, <laughs> I see. Uh huh. I'm I'm sticking with life is rough at the bottom of all decoms forever because forever i wow. think that he was the most unlikable lead character i don't know like now you ever. see it also had a pretty unlikable no, lead character. that guy was not somewhat redeemable compared as, to yeah. the guy from <laughs> life is i could not stand that character that's that's a no for me yeah, yeah. i think I, I agree i think uh proud family did give it some uh give it a run for its money gave it a run for its yeah. money which a surprise yeah to be honest that anything could be in the same league but i i do think life is rough is at the uh, bottom it's wild that we had life is rough into the proud family movie. that's back to that's back it. well okay so if life is rough is the worst yeah then for me i'm gonna say the best was kim possible movie so the drama you're saying yeah i think i agree yeah i i think that's just it's just good i don't agree okay really i was torn between go figure and twitches Really? I really enjoyed both of those movies. I think I liked Go Figure a little bit more, but I like really enjoyed watching both of those. I thought they had good stories. I liked most of the characters. I thought they were paced pretty well, which is often a problem with DCOMs, and I just enjoyed both of those immensely. I mean, yeah, they rated they rated pretty highly on the scale, especially for the for 2005. So I All right. fucking hate Ron, so he knocks Kim Possible down. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. I, I, I found a lot of those to be enjoyable as well. I really didn't like that weed from Go Figure even a little bit, but um, Twitches was a, a good Halloween movie. I think it that, was. I think that it was 
in contention with Halloween Town of like yeah. near the top. That that makes three. I'll say we haven't had a good Christmas movie yet. No, but we had a good Hanukkah movie. We haven't had a good Christmas movie yet. Yeah, but we have had now. Halloween Town, mm-hmm. Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, mm-hmm. and Twitch is all pretty good. And Fan of the Megaplex, which is kind and of Fan of yeah. the Megaplex. Yeah. yeah. So Disney's got the Halloween formula down, save maybe under wraps, right? Just- I didn't hate under wraps. I hate Don't Look Under the Bed, though. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, interestingly enough, there you are, listener. Apologies from me uh, to you. Those are our ratings of the best and worst of the year 2005. Now, with that, let's get into this week when we talk a little bit about High School Musical. The description of this film is a popular high school athlete and an academically gifted girl get roles in the high school musical and develop a friendship that threatens East High's social order. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it. Factually a description of this movie. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Yeah. It doesn't mention at all that the movie itself is a musical, but sure. We'll take it. This movie was released on January 20th of the year 2006. And I gotta know. Did you watch this movie as a kid? Oh no. my God, yes. So very much. I actually didn't watch this movie until I was older. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Was it just like not your your like decom viewing range? Yeah, I think I just missed it. Um, uh. But when I first started working for Disney, High School Musical 3 came out. Uh. And like it was in theaters and everyone was popping off about HSM three, which led me to watch one and two, but I don't think I had seen either of them until I was at Disney working. Wow. Yeah. I definitely saw one multiple times. It was like, I was a junior in high school when it came out. And for some reason, even though I hadn't seen DCOMs in forever, all everyone was obsessed with it. Like everyone loved the music to the point where in my art class, where the art teacher would let us pick a CD to play during class and it had to get the most votes. High School Musical won continuously for like months. And that was like every group of kid. If we were the cafeteria scene in status quo, Mm, somebody from every table voted for High School Musical. It was like everybody knew this was where it's at. So I definitely watched this and knew every word. It's, I mean, I watched this so much. I have a younger sister and it played consistently and i was like this it's one of those things that came on and i was like i'm actually not mad at this i'll watch this i i enjoy this i think it's catchy so some other top things of the time top song of this week is grills by nelly featuring paul wall and ali and gip smile for me daddy what you looking at i want to see your grills mm-hmm. you want to yep. see my what your grills yep yep your grills i i'm somewhat shocked that you know this but also at the same time this is your era uh sometimes people that i knew would put gum wrappers in their teeth to pretend they had a grill of course the texture of that is giving me a full like imagine the feeling of that on your teeth i don't have to imagine i've done it (laughs) oh did it hurt (laughs) when my my says people that i know she (laughs) means herself she means sometimes i would take a gum wrapper and put it on my teeth and so I, that i had I would, a grill i would sing grills by nelly i do love nelly mm. well it that was our top song of the time the top grossing film of the day was underworld evolution oh a classic mm. vampire versus v werewolf film mm-hmm. is this the immediate sequel to underworld i think so I don't remember. I I just know that there's a, a quite a few in that. There franchise. are several of those, and that is one of them. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, uh, you never saw it. Mm-mm. 
Really? It's a fun little like. I'm not a vampire girl. No? No. Mm. It's a fun little like kind of modern action. Yeah. You know. It's, it's it, you know, vampire every my will. My like wannabe emo. Yeah. It feels like. Yeah. If you watched Nightmare Before Christmas and listened to Evanescence. My wannabe emo self yeah. that was listening to Bring Me to Life and yeah. wanted an action movie, this was fucking This it. was it. This, this was, was it. it. Yeah. I was very into like the Bourne films in sure. this era. Interesting. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'd like an action film, but I was into the Jason Bourne series, yes, which of came course. out around this time. Classic. Yeah. A, a very good series. In other news of the time. Two people who conspired to extort money from Wendy's by planting a severed finger in a bowl of chili and then suing the restaurant are sentenced to about 10 years in prison. I remember the chili. Yeah, I remember the chili too. It was great. I didn't realize that they also got sentenced to prison for it. Whose finger was it? I don't know. Was it one of theirs? I don't know. Where'd they get the finger? I got got follow up questions. Where did the Wendy's finger people get the finger? I'm not going to put that in my Google search bar. I'm Googling it. You Google away and I'll move on to the second. This is what incognito mode is for, Alan. True. Well, you know what? That's what it's for, Alan. Molly, right? Alan, Wendy's finger. That's the only thing it's for. To look at people where the Wendy's finger is from that's right what a what a weird out-of-pocket thing to to just have in your search history no matter Uh, what avenue q says this is what this for oh my god what i want you to i want you to imagine this so it was a husband and wife i'm ready my eyes are closed it was a husband and wife that Uh did it i'm picturing a a man and woman generically (laughs) the husband got it from his co-worker who lost it in an industrial incident (laughs) what okay he works at a husband works at a factory can you imagine your buddy on the line loses his finger and and you're like it's Hey. caught in a gear yeah oh God, and he's Max. like hey instead of putting that back <laughs> yeah, on yeah, yeah, no. well he had already gone to the hospital but he hadn't been able to find it it came out of the machine a little dude, bit later dude. they weren't able to reattach it after that dude but she cooked it what <laughs> I have more information. I don't need it. I don't need it. So she, this she article cooked it I, to make it appear as if it had gone in the chili. I am reading an article from 2010 Yo. about the Wendy's chili finger lady, uh-huh. and it says Again, that the reason for incognito. Man. Wowzers! No, I'm on. I'm on NBC's app, baby. Bold. Bold Molly. Uh, she's a public search. She, yeah. she got 10 years in prison uh, or she was a sentence to nine years, but released after four on good behavior. There's one condition to her release. She's not allowed back at Wendy's. No. <laughs> and in the, at the time of this article, she'd been out of prison for a year now. And she finally apologized to the food chain and then revealed her dark secret that she cooked it before putting it in the, taking oh it to the restaurant and God. putting it into the chili oh how do you think she cooked it dude dude <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here you think she like did she boil it did i'm she, gonna say she boiled it she boiled it and then put it in the chili i'm oh. thinking she put it in like a tupperware and then brought the tupperware oh to the my restaurant. god i mean she's not just carrying the finger hey, you gotta keep it fresh <laughs> what you yeah. both what no it says she prepared the piece of ring finger at her home, then drove it to San Jose, where she dropped it into chili. Prepared the piece it. of ring finger, and then it says it's like a the fucking other master pres- chef. Then it says the other prisoners and guards made fun of her and called her names. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking Rudolph in the prison because she cooked the finger. Yeah, they're like, I murdered someone, and you're and telling you me cooked you, a you finger. put a finger in a in a bullet. <laughs> she oh says, I God. learned my lesson, and I want to move on with life. I would too, ma'am. Wow. Wow. In oh other news God. of the time, just moving right along from that. Kobe Bryant scored 81 points against the Toronto Raptors, uh-huh. which is the second highest in NBA history next to Wilt Chamberlain's 100. It's a lot of points. A lot of points. Toronto Raptors must not have been very good. Their defense. I was just thinking when I read this, I was like, what was their defense like this yeah. year? Clearly. <laughs> Apparently cooking the finger was the mistake because that's how they figured out that the 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 finger was too cooked and not consistent with an object that would have been in chili like she overcooked it that's like that was her mistake oh my god i'm my stomach just turns smart of her to think to cook it though i think (laughs) i mean obviously she didn't quite get the timing right but i do like the forethought to think well if it had been in the chili it would probably be cooked yeah a little bit. Oh. but it was too cooked it was she too overcooked cooked. it yeah. for the temperature that the chili was at well so listener the next time you're gonna take a finger that oh my god no been severed from no. a factory accident <laughs> no that couldn't be reattached uh, because it had off too don't long do, don't do that next time you come into you shouldn't ownership of a finger you of shouldn't. a co-worker at your factory no if you're going to put it in the way, don't cook it as long as you think you should. No, no way. Un- undercook it let, a little it, bit. Let it, what? Let it stay on warm and like it'll finish itself. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do none of that. Wait, can I, there, this is so, we are so derailed at this point, but she says that the police treated her like a terrorist. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're putting people's body parts in fast food soup. Like, <laughs> The police are concerned, <laughs> rightfully so. Oh like, my if, God! Where do people get the audacity to be like the police were kind of mean to me because I put of my of course co- they fucking were I you put, weirdo. I put my coworkers finger and soup not even your coworker, your husband's coworker. oh wow that's this a degree is, of separation from the finger origin story this is a crazy story what anyway. do you think the guy thought Oh, my God. Okay, so you work at Wendy's. Oh, okay. This is my fault for bringing <laughs> wait, up this, this story. Wait, this is, I, have, I have more. Go on, Max, and I have more. <laughs> you work at Wendy's. Yeah. You're just on the line. Somebody orders a bowl of chili. Oh, Jesus. So you get your big ladle, and yeah. you put it in the chili. You scoop it. It looks normal. Sure. It looks totally fine. Sure. You scoop out your chili. You put it in the little bowl. It was 79 cents. You put the lid on it. You hand it over. That same person comes back to you 10 minutes later. With a finger sticking out of that chili, and you know you served that. Yeah. What do you? What do you? How do you feel in that moment? You know, like that. I I think that I would be like that wasn't in there. Like I I feel like I would know. You know, like yeah, no when matter, I have when no I have felt so that down in the you la- are, yeah, exactly. Okay. Like when I have felt that in the ladle, you know. I have two pieces of information I have to share. One. Oh God. The, this is who you feel bad for. You feel bad for the owner of that franchise of Wendy's. Oh, like that God, is yeah. like I feel horrible for him. And he had to go on the uh go on uh TV and say, Please come back to our restaurant. We serve wonderful hamburgers and then offered free frosties to everyone to get people to come back as a sign of goodwill for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh you know Aww. what? I, I would be concerned about going to a, a Wendy's where a finger was found, but if somebody was gonna get 
give me a free frosty, I think I would go back. Now, you know what I would have done? I would have gotten, you know, those witch's fingers. <laughs> oh my God. You put on the end. If of you it. were the owner of the restaurant and yeah, just put them like in everyone's blue, frosty. I, yeah. I, I would have taken them like a green and blue and orange, you know, different colors. They yeah. don't look like real fingers. You just put them <laughs> yeah. in the frosty. And just be like, it's a Make it like a, theme. like a bit. Yeah, like, right. a, like the theme. It's, <laughs> this story is unbelievable. <laughs> so the guy loses his finger in an industrial accident. Uh, his buddy is like, "Can I have that finger?" He says, "Yeah, but you have to pay me for it." Guess how much money they paid for the finger? Fifty-five dollars. <laughs> Seven fifty. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars for the finger. Fifty dollars. I, I cried. I almost I cried. Imagine losing your body part and selling it for fifty dollars. Well, what are you gonna do with it? I don't think he went to reattach it. I don't think he did that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's true based on what I'm reading. I think he lost the finger, and his immediate next step was to sell it for fifty dollars. Hey, you know what a good businessman that hey, guy is. Hey. Sometimes, men's got to eat, you know? $15. Maybe not chili, but... <laughs> Certainly not. $15? I mean, there's a price I'd give a finger up for, but it's much more than $50. Oh, my God. I have a question for you on that. Don't out. ask me how much I'd sell a finger for. No, I'm not. I'm asking you something different, okay? What is happening? Here's the question. Here's the question. Listener, I'd be curious your thoughts, too, Okay. I, I'm gonna I tell you tomorrow okay <laughs> don't ask about where I get the money but tomorrow I come to each of you and I say for every finger you cut off oh wow hold on for every finger you cut off uh-huh. I'll give you fifty thousand dollars okay how many fingers will you cut off I'll give you 50 G's for every finger I gotta do the you cotton. get to choose how I don't care how they get removed. How many are you giving up? The question is to you. I'm the guy with the money. I don't know if I'm giving you any fingers. You're not selling any fingers for 50 G's? I like my fingers. 100 G's a finger. Oh, now we're interested. Okay, so 100 G's a finger. You only one finger? Yeah. Alan? I'm still keeping my full hands. I, I, really? I, I don't know what I think I could live without a pinky. <laughs> I, I, I think I could live without two pinkies. You want 200 G's? I got full. Like, I'd be fine. I just really, like, I don't... I don't Five is just such the right yeah, it number. it looks right. Like, I'd be... <laughs> it only looks right because you've had it your whole life. That's true. If you had had four, that'd be fine, too. Also true. I mean, shoot. I think, I, I, could, I, think I could get three. used to having four. I think the I wouldn't go more than the, I wouldn't lose more than the pink. I think you want to lose like I guess that's toes, right? Toes you got to keep the outsides for the balance. For the, for balance, the balance, yeah. yeah. I would give you toes. I didn't ask for your toes. Well, oh, yeah, I don't want your toes. Somebody does. Okay, your toes right. are Molly. The problem, Bro, the problem with the good. toe is it's what so small that nobody happening? would notice it in the chili. Like I, I'm trying to see <laughs> <Are> Wendy's. <laughs> Just stick it in the top. Of I've the learned I'm not going to cook it as long and. For every finger I get, I can sue Wendy's for like $10 million. Oh, allegedly. So, for yeah. legal reasons, please don't do any of this bullshit, please. But seriously, listener, just drop a number in Discord. Oh just, my God. Just, no. just, just no, drop don't. a number. Please don't. Just, <laughs> how many fingers? Oh my God. 100 G's each one. I don't think I'm giving up any fingers. Maybe oh. one. 
Well, with that, are my, we ready? My to pinkies are pretty disposable. Jesus Christ. But then I would look like this, and I wouldn't... I don't worry too much about how I would look. I think it would be fine. I, I kind of like this. If I'm <laughs> you know Where what? Are, what is happening? Where are we? Mm-hmm. We're in your house. Well, yeah, that's true. All right. With that, just wild fucking segue. <laughs> Shall we talk about High School Musical? Maybe. Let's get into it. Yeah, we should. High School Musical starts and kicks off with a definitely real Ski Lodge exterior shot. And we go inside the Ski Lodge to meet one of our key characters, Gabriella Montez, Mm -hmm. played by one Vanessa Hudgens. She is reading a book interrupted by her mother. And she says, hey, mom, click up the single parent counter. Yeah, true. Single parent counter. True. Interrupted by mom. Like, hey, stop reading. You've got the teens party to get to. Yeah. She doesn't want to go. She wants to keep reading. Ultimately ends up going. Yep. Cut away. We're at a basketball court, which by the way, I want to let you guys know, this is the first of many fun facts I have about High School Musical. I have been down a rabbit hole, a veritable rabbit hole to wonderland of fun facts. Yeah. I love fun facts. This was not actually a basketball court. Go figure. It was a ballet studio that they covered up the mirrors of. And if you look closely at the walls, you will see the bars that are on the walls of the ballet studio that make it actually. I did think it looked like a rec center of some kind. It didn't Mm. look like clearly a solely a basketball Mm -hmm. situation because it was also one of those goals that's like one you could put in your backyard. So they're playing. We meet Troy Bolton. Played mm-hmm. by Zach Efron. Heard of him. Who's doing a sort of 1v1 situation with his father, who is also his coach. Interrupted by the mom, who's like, hey, it's the last night of vacation. It's New Year's Eve. We got the party to go to. And Troy, you've got the kids and teens party to get to. I don't know why, but the way that Troy goes one more basket to his mom, he kind of dances up to her. I thought, you guys are surprised when this kid wants to join the theater? <laughs> like, every time I've watched it forever, I've always loved the little, like, he does like a little twirl bounce thing and mm-hmm. goes one more time with his finger up to his mom. And I thought, this guy's, this guy's a He's natural. A performer. Yeah. Yeah, at, at heart. So, now we have the setup for the meet cute. Can I just say? Yeah. You know, I've, I've now watched this movie a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kids party at the freestyle club. Yeah. Word is hell on earth it, it that is, is that's yours especially when they are voluntelling karaoke oh yeah no one likes to be told like, they're performing the karaoke. kids the kids party in the freestyle club full of other yes. awkward teenagers yep. that i that you do not know and then they just spotlight people make them get on stage and sing a song they did not choose yep. with someone they do not know is my hell on earth i can understand that uh, knowing what i know about you max being very close friends for many years yeah i see it yeah i see it but that is the exact situation that we find our two main characters in troy and gabriella have the spotlight placed upon them they're shoved up on the stage and then the fucking mc has the audacity to say you're gonna thank me for this one day or not is what he or says not. but they they do so but the they, mc yeah. was right and then they they sing a beautiful song that they neither person has ever seen before. They've just been introduced to the melody. They must have perfect pitch. They are ready to go. They can harmonize beautifully, even with an impromptu little little dance step that it takes it takes Gabrielle a little bit long to get into. She nearly falls off the stage at one point, but after that, well, she totally pushes in. her off the stage. True, true. With the sheer presence and force of will. Of something new. There is some. I I really so like. There are a couple moments I really like in this where. 
you know, Troy like sings his first line and then he's about to walk away and she starts singing. He gives the like stop and look back. Oh, the and acting? then when he starts yeah. taking his jacket off, and I was like, oh, we're getting a little sexy in here. Oh, he like, throws it to the ground. Like, woo, we don't know you yeah. Um, speaking of that sweet dance move, Max, yeah. uh, maybe Max, you don't answer this one because you didn't watch this till you were an adult, but I feel safe asking Alan. Okay. Did you think Vanessa Hudgens was cute? Yes. I, but I thought she was cute from the first movie I saw her, which was Thunderbirds. Oh, yeah. She was part of your. She was part of, of my part of my girl crushes and awakening. Yeah. Okay. Because I did not think Zach Efron was cute, mm. which I think is uh, probably an unpopular. Uh, probably an unpopular. Yeah. People were like amazed by him and i was like he's fine like i yeah you know, sure but i didn't get it until i was an adult and he was also an adult yeah I, I was trying to remember what movie it was i think it was the was it hairspray i did think he was cuter in hairspray but i think when i first oh my uh best friend made me drug me opening night because she was obsessed with him she had a poster of him on the rolling stone cover in her Ooh, bathroom on our yeah, shirt up. on our professional internship familiar. working at disney i just remember it, it was big it was, it, iconic. it was she iconic had, she cover. had that poster in her apartment when we worked in guest relations and uh she drugged me too he was in a nicholas sparks movie mm. with the lead from orange is the new black mm. and she drugged me there opening night and i remember being like oh i i get it and then like baywatch came out and i was like oh i get it and now he's like on my list but at the time i was like i don't get it mm-hmm. i do want to take a moment at this time because they, they they sing their first song and then they start hanging out as the evening goes on for uh the new year's eve countdown into new year's day the acting at parts of this you can you can t- by the way this this movie was only was filmed over 24 days it was a very very short filming period so you can tell there are certain parts of it where like it's probably early on or they're being fed lines because the acting is somewhat robotic at parts of it yeah and this is one of those parts where uh they're sort of lauding each other's singing abilities and Gabby's like, just cur- just church choir is all. I'm like, no fucking high schooler, regardless of level of intellect, says just church choir is all as any sort of natural sentence that has ever left any person's mouth. Yeah. They exchange numbers, snap the classic look away selfie photo on those old flip phones. I love that. When, I loved that. When he's like, oh, I'll call you. And then... He takes his phone and just holds it up to take a photo of her. And I was like, God, it's so unnatural now, but that's absolutely what we used to do. 100%. Like, it was so weird to me that he would just like take his phone and then be like, okay, give me your number. And I was, but that was it. That, yeah, you, that, you did used to hand someone your phone. Yeah. Fun fact about the snow. I told you I had full of them. Those are potato flakes. Nice. Oh, yeah. So at least they were edible. It wasn't like snow, but it was like an edible well, thing. If they were hungry. They could yeah, they were just stick your tongue on. Okay, they've exchanged numbers and they go their separate ways on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. We arrive back at high school. East High. East High. And we meet Chad, the ultimate hype man, right off the bat as Zach comes to school and he is the cool guy in school. I want to pause for a moment. Disney has learned and taken the best ideas of what they've learned from all of the other decoms and, and implemented them here throughout like we have the cool guy in school we have a lot of great montages coming up mm-hmm. this is all like the best of real of what disney's like hey this works and people like this let's put it into this movie molly does love a cool guy arrives at school i love cool guy arrives at school and troy bolton is the coolest guy oh for sure also just does, does chad bring his basketball everywhere <laughs> it, it's a part of him it's, Guys, I, 
<laughs> I feel like you'd get in trouble for that. But this guy brings his basketball with him in literally every scene. I, I have to say something that maybe is going to be unpopular. I don't know. You know, normally I just sort of, when I've watched this movie, I just watch to enjoy it. I, I yeah. like the songs. But, you know, watching it this time, I, I did feel like I needed to apply a bit of a critical eye, mm. you know, for the integrity of the pod. We appreciate that. I fucking hate Chad. No, Chad sucks. He sucks. Yeah. Chad and Taylor are the I've worst. I've always thought Taylor was he the worst, and now I really think awful. Chad. What a terrible character Chad and a is. terrible friend. He's a very bad friend. He's such... I was just like, man, I... I think always he's come across as like, you know, whatever he wants. He's just basketball all the time. But this time I really was like, dude, you are the worst. Like you yeah. are actually horrible. Fully agree. So we meet Chad, his basketball and three watches. And he is just, again, from the, from the start, ultimate hype man. We meet all of the clicks that are going to be important to us in this movie. Sports, mostly it's basketball, basketball click. Drama with Sharpay and Ryan being introduced. And then we have a light introduction of the decathlon, the academic clique. And after they are introduced, we have, surprise, surprise, Gabriella is now at East High. Her mom has been transferred for her work once again on the promise that she doesn't do it until the end of the year. Or end of the high school. End of high school. Yes. Thank you. End of high school. Important for two sequels. Yeah, we, we got to have that. And now Gabriella is at East High. Not only that, she's in the same homeroom as Troy, led by the fucking incredible, the the incomparable Mrs. Darbus. Best character. We in do I stand Mr. love her so much. She's the best. She's the human embodiment of Roz from Monsters, Inc. I love her. She's the best one. She's so funny. Yeah. The theater. The, the things she will say to people during auditions, I just... She is savage. I, I adore her. She's incredible. Also, you need to establish here a little timeline for us. For sure. Because we are coming off of Christmas break. Uh-huh. This is the return after New Year's. And the championship is in two weeks. When did those other games get played? What the fuck played? is that? What, what, what championship is happening two weeks after Christmas break? This one, apparently. Why not just, like, a big game? Like, what, what What? fucking championship is happening immediately? Nobody's practiced! It's been two weeks. Well, it's a, you've had a break for a month. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's just wild. Anyway, what happens in Homeroom is Troy, thinking he has seen Gabriella, calls her. Her phone rings. Guess what her ringtone is? That song they sang The together. start of something new. Her How'd ringtone, she get that so quick? No idea. That's that's why she paid a dollar ninety nine for that eight bit track. I wonder what her ring back tone is. Ooh, oh my tones? god! Yeah. Mine the was something blast. by the Ying Yang Twins, but I can't remember the what song. The whisper song. I think it was the, the whisper, whisper song. song by the Yin Yang Twins. No, it was Salt Shaker. Oh sure, Shake it like a salt shaker. Yeah, it was cool. Uh huh. That results in Darbus going on a detention rampage, giving out I think six detentions off. Rip. I mean, every main character. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to have them all together. Like, well, maybe not Taylor, but with no. Chad, Troy, Gabrielle. Like, it's like all the main ones yeah. are going to bang, bang, bang in uh, into detention. Shall we continue the carnage? F- 15 minutes. Shall the carnage continue? Yeah. What, she's like, you're with me for 15 minutes. And I was like, that's, that's it, not a that's problem. I would be a piece of shit if all I had to do is 15, 15 minutes. Also, and, like, and they get to paint the sets, which is I'm like in. not that bad. It's all 15 minutes of flyby. Yeah. Like, yeah it, also, like, <laughs> 
it undercuts every other character's, namely Coach Bolton's extreme uh, reaction. Right. That's true. I, I, I leave my phone out every day. I didn't it's even fifteen minutes. I didn't even think about it. Coach Bolton acts like they're going to be gone for hours, yeah. and it's fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes. She's like, "You're with me for fifteen minutes." And I was like, "Oh, all right, all right." <laughs> Everybody exits homeroom. Troy, the cool guy, waits for Gabriella, and then they do this finish each other's sentences bit. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. How did you get here? And it like uh, they talk like that for a few sentences. And this is when I was like, ooh, the acting isn't the best yet. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's just incredible right now. It's just I, I also, just because we haven't said it yet, you know, this is the movie where Zac Efron doesn't sing. Well, and yeah. it's tough to watch. I'm just going to say it. True. Like, it's tough to watch. The lip syncing? The lip syncing. <laughs> it's, it's just so interesting and i get it drew seeley has a good voice sure but it's like they heard him sing and they were like yes that's the voice not your face though let's just get this guy who can also sing but since we've already written the songs in your register forget that i i don't know i i feel like i read somewhere they didn't they didn't know zach could sing or or like he couldn't i don't know but it's just regardless of whatever it's just tough to watch because the lip syncing is really bad i read that they wrote the songs in a uh higher, higher t- register t- than higher zach key. efron's uh, i think drew is a true tenor and zach's a little bit lower hmm. so in any case they are they are getting together and they have gathered in front of this musical sign up because we have the the, the spring musicale that Mrs. Darbus is putting on. And this is when we meet, in, in a more uh, f- fully-fledged way, Sharpay Evans. The hero of the story. Yes. The best character in High School Musical. Okay. Mommy, I don't know if you're joking. I'm not joking. She's my favorite character. She is, she is very extra in their meeting. And she signs her name super big on the sign-up sheet. She's like, Sharpay Evans. And then here's one thing that I, I don't know if Gabriella intended to deliver this as an insult, but she's like, nice penmanship. Uh, that was a very sassy delivery. I wasn't sure how to and read I was like, that. That's, I don't understand. You're just saying a thing that's actually true. Like she does. She right? does. Well, she is. But this takes us to the first, I, I, I shouldn't say the first musical number, but like the one that is, that feels like a, an actual break into song as opposed to something that's like, Hey, we're going to do karaoke now. And that's Get You Head in the Game. A classic. Where I, you know, for as bad as a friend Chad is, he has some good one-liners. Where Troy's like, you know, could, could we do like musicals for extra credit? And Chad's like, D- doesn't matter. Like, But Sharpay's going to be there and she's kind of cute. Yes, so are mountain lions. <laughs> I've never once looked at a mountain lion and been like, that's cute. What a, what a cute little baby lion that, I've, that can maul me to death. For the record... If I saw a baby mountain lion, I would think it's cute. I'm okay. I will. I will agree that baby mountain lions are cute. Maybe Chad chose the wrong big jungle cat because <laughs> if he was like, if he said, "Yeah, so are tigers," you guys would get it. I think that if he had said baby tigers, yeah. then I would understand. You don't think but a full-grown tiger's cute? I think I would use other words first. Handsome beautiful ferocious also a word oh those could also describe sharpay you're not wrong i agree with that but that kicks off get your head in the game okay now i'm going to call your attention to one of the dancers on the basketball team who recurs 
every fucking where in this movie. Is it the one that goes? Uh, he is he is shorter than Zephron and Chad. Uh huh. And I I don't actually I, I so he's a widow guy. His oh, name man. is hold on let me find his name. Is there a widow guy? I want I want to find a picture of him because is he, he the one that whose basketball uniform wears him or yeah. uh, yes it yeah. is. It, it, he is the guy. His name is Charles Klapow. Kapow. Klapow. Klapow. That's what I would go by. Okay. <laughs> He's one of the choreographers. Huh. So he rolls in in a lot of the dance scenes. And part of me just wonders, like, is he there to give audible countdown timing? Yes. Like when we had uh, in mm-hmm. My assumption in is Smart he's House? also there to, like, lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, look at me for choreo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also danced with Michael Jackson, by the way. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, I just was like, we're going to see this person a lot. So get your head in the game runs through. And this is when you can like, this is the max. You brought it up. The lip syncing. It's rough is I was just like, Oh, Oh, Oh no. Oh no. This is not the last basketball themed song we will get in the high school musical saga. It's true. I do love the dancing with basketballs, though. I, I, I just I think that's such a classic high school musical thing. I'm missing the I'm missing the squeaks from. I the like the sneakers, squeaks from though. the sneakers. Oh, I love those. Uh, so we have get your head in the game happen. It is intended to describe the the conflict that Troy is feeling. He needs when to he be feels focused so on basketball. Low. Yeah, but his head's in the game and his heart's in the song. Makes him feel so right. Should he go for it? Bum, 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 bum. Wait a minute, name a time, please. Uh, <laughs> so we have, as after this occurs, we cut to Gabriella and Sharpay in the classroom because Sharpay is trying to sort of scope out what's going on with Gabriella. Uh-huh. And we see Gabriella correct the teacher uh, on one of the equations on the board. So this prompts a little bit of investigative work with the Evans siblings. It's like Sharpay knew how to Google people before that was a thing. Like yeah. she's like, I'm going to figure out who this she's been is. in the library once or twice. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to type her name into the old <laughs> ask Jeeves. Yeah, ask Jeeves <laughs> and see what happens. We're going to, I'm going to ask an internet Butler to Google something for me real quick. And we're going to get and this you know to what? go. The algorithm came through. It did. This is one of the reasons I don't think, She's the villain because I think she's what's her face from Eddie's million dollar cook off Bridget that has been working to be the best at her craft and now a potential threat's coming in and she's just investigating it. I, uh, if this was all she did, I could get on your side. I actually I actually tried to be on that side in watching this because Molly, I know you love Sharpay. I do. And. I tried to be like, is she just the talented one who's worked her ass off? And, and, and you know what it is? I'm going to jump ahead. When the, the straw for me that made her ultimately not Bridget was when she had to reschedule all the shit because she knows she couldn't beat him straight up. Mm. Bridget can beat Eddie's ass straight up. She did. She did. She because did. We, she we is trained Bridget. all... Sharpay knows she can't beat him straight up. She knows she can't do it. And so she has to like fucking work all this bullshit around because they're better than her. You know who I feel the worst for in this entire situation and in this entire movie? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan does get shot. Ryan he gets does. the short of he, the stick. He does. So much. Just, just for Ryan, man. Yeah. 
Like what? He is he is the Igor in a lot of this, and I'm like, wow, dude, this is so bad. In any case, Sharpay attempts to set Gabriella up on the decathlon team by sliding in her. <laughs> what a ridiculous fucking plan, by the way. She prints out. Smart. Imagine, imagine if you will, a world where you are Gabriella and you're like, I'm fucking smart. So what? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna print out my, the records of my winnings, uh-huh. and I'm gonna take those and shove them in this stranger's locker uh-huh. who has never once mentioned that I'm on the decathlon team, and I. I'm going to just be like, hey, this is a random fucking guess, but here's my record, ma'am. And then anticipate that that person's going to invite me to the team. Yeah. Alan, I'm going to I'm going to yes and you there. Let's take it to Eddie's million dollar cook off. Imagine, if you will, that in Eddie's million dollar cook off, Eddie uh, wanted to join you know, a cooking club. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. And in an attempt to show his expertise, he said, look at this time I cooked a finger and put it in chili. <laughs> Oh my God! I overcooked the finger though, so don't judge that part. I oh my God! Need your assistance, yeah. please help. Because I made it. Look There's like a finger in my chili. I overcooked the chili finger. Oh wow! Um, here's I think Sharpay was just trying to help out a new girl. She knew sure. that she knew that she and Gabriella didn't have weren't gelling. They were a little oil and, and water. But she's like, you know who I think would get along with her? This other boring terrible person whoa i mean granted taylor is pretty bad as a friend here she's the chad equivalent i mean as while we're talking about like who's not great i'm i will say and i this is not a uh, a hot take poor gabby in this movie the this character is not written well no it is just a mary sue Mm -hmm. it's not interesting there's no there's no character flaw at all Maybe to this, this character. Maybe this is why I like Sharpay, because this girl is boring. Yeah, I mean, it, G- Gabriella is written as, like, the definition of a Mary Sue. Yeah. And so it, it does make this lead character who you're supposed to root for tough to root for, because there's nothing to really like she's just good at everything it's, without trying it's so literally you saying that was just a light bulb and like the, the glass shatter moment for me because i've always thought i was like gabriella is there like if if you ask me to describe the movie and who the key players are i'm always going to say it's going to be troy and it's going to be sharpay and those are the two key players who i see like trying to actively advance plot I don't see Gabriella doing that. I see Gabriella reacting to plot that is thrust on her by the other two. Yeah. And that's, that's how, like, I'm always like, she's there. I wish she was doing more. It feels like you're leaving a lot on the table for it's, it's all I, they do more with Ryan. I, sure. I, I mean, and I'm trying not to let the others, other films color my opinion yeah, of yeah, this of one, but I, I think she gets actively bad. Like she actively becomes a worse character yeah. as the story unfolds. Yeah. And I, I do think she has one major flaw that we will get to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one action that she does in every movie, but we'll get there. So we ultimately, the, the crux of this is because Sharpay and Ryan have seen Troy and Gabriella lingering by the sign-up sheet for the auditions for the spring musicale. Okay, wait, we have to, I, I have to talk about Taylor real quick, because we've met Taylor at this We have point. met Taylor, yes, yeah. And Taylor's begging Gabriella to be on the decathlon team yeah. with yes, her, because is. Gabriella printed out her own resume and... Sh- Again, and put it in her walk. What a wild thing. Yeah. And I, I, I don't like Taylor. I don't, I, I agree, Taylor is the Chad, the female Chad. Mm-hmm. And it's nice they end up together. It is nice. Yeah, what, what a perfect pair. Together. Yeah. And I have a very specific 
moment that is why I don't like Taylor because she's like you know really asking Gabriella to join the team and Gabriella is like I'm new here I don't I want to get to know the school better before I join any clubs. Like I'm trying not to stand out like I have in previous schools. And Taylor's like, listen, you want to be with us because we're smart and, and this is all fine. But then she says something like, what do you want to hang out with the cheerleaders and obsess over your nail beds? And it's like, I hate people that belittle other people's hobbies and Mm -hmm. activities because it's not something they do or understand. Mm -hmm. Like, to reduce all the cheerleaders who are athletes to like vapid valley girl brainless that only care about that is so rude and at the end a character like taylor would be fucking furious if the cheerleaders said something the equivalent of that about the decathlon team and it's like i hate people like that there are people like that still as adults that we see all the time we talk about like especially in the day and age of social media, like my least favorite thing is when someone's doing something harmless that they enjoy. And then someone comments on it, like that thing's stupid. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like I hate people like that. And Taylor is that person that thinks she's better than everybody else. Cause she's on the decathlon team. And it's like, that's just not someone else's hobby. Like that, that's this whole movie. Though. Yeah. Well, like, oh, yeah. This movie is, I'm going to shit on people that like things I don't like. Exactly. Right? That's this, and, the movie. But she and Chad are the figureheads 100%, 100%. of that. 100%. They're and, the faces. And yeah. then, again, I'm trying not to let the other movies color, but they she gets worse to me, too, as the yeah. movie's gone. But in this one, that that simple comment about the cheerleaders is so annoying to me. Yeah. It's, it's things that, like, if, if I look back and I think about my high school experience that I lived over mul- a multitude of high schools, I think it's representative of a lot of what my lived high school experience was. Now, that might not be true for you... Max or Molly or you listener I'm just speaking from personal experience like a lot of it is just you don't do the thing I like all right you're stupid and boring and I don't like that bye now or or I try to do it's it's either I'm belittling you or I'm gatekeeping my thing Mm -hmm. and that was the definition of my high school lived high school Mm -hmm. experience is like I'm being gate kept from liking what you like or you're going to dislike me and belittle me because I don't do the thing you like. Yeah. I can't fucking win. So why would I be interested in having a relationship with you? And I get that often the cheerleaders are mean to people like Taylor, but it doesn't seem like that's the case at this school. It seems mostly like everyone just sticks to their own stuff. And there didn't seem to be like, there's an off comment here and there between every group, but it didn't seem like, one of those schools where like the cheerleaders are like really mean to the well it's also this this moment happens as taylor is i think this is, it's either the same or it's very close to when gabriella asked taylor about troy mm-hmm. and taylor walks up to the cheerleaders cheerleading squad and like says something about troy and they all start buzzing about him she's like troy's so hot you know what makes that work more is if they're dicks to her right there mm-hmm. right like if she walks up with Gabby and they're like, Ugh, why are you talking like, to us? Yeah. Or like Troy would never look at you. Like if they are not nice to her in that moment, it helps her case. But in that moment, she says something about Troy and they all like light up and they're and like, who cares what they're excited about? But like they join in with her thing 
and are not exclusive. Like they they don't exclude her. They she just walks through and then she walks out and she's like, they're so fucking stupid. And and, and I was just gonna put yes and really quickly. I know we don't want to let other movies color this one, but like we find out later that the cheerleading team accepts a nerd yeah. down the road in other movies. Yeah, Martha. And even Sharpay, who is distinctly a diva and notorious throughout the school is accepted by the other groups and she's a theater kid which is again stereotypically a group that gets outcast but like all the basketball players know about her one of them has a crush on her Mm -hmm. they all like talk to her and ryan and like sign each other's like it doesn't seem like that kind of school where it's like everyone's mean to each other it just seems like everybody has their click and they stick with their click it does help their case for better or worse that most of the people we were talking about are conventionally attractive like that's part of the problem with with a lot of these characters right is that like when i say gabby's mary sue it's like yeah she's a very conventionally attractive nerdy girl who also can sing great who like yeah. she's just good at everything and so it's like yeah of course sharpay is accepted she's hot right like is like i think with the basketball team so yeah. but i think that that blurs the lines a little bit just in the stereotypical high school social environment yeah but, you know, that's every movie ever. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Yeah, yeah. So we have this introduction. We have these interactions. And just like I think one of the other key things to introduce at this point is that there is a conflict between Coach Bolton, Troy's father, who is also the basketball coach, and Mrs. Darbus. Coach Bolton runs into the 15-minute detention is like, what are those two boys doing in a tree? And brings them out of the tree that they are painting. They go to the principal, who is a uh, community theater. Mm-hmm. We have another community He's been theater a moment. principal before. Uh, he was a coach. Yeah. Oh, he was a basketball coach basketball and coach. Uh, double teamed. Yes. Yeah. Who is like, hey, we're all on the same team in this school, but also how's the basketball team doing? <laughs> but also I'm biased to the basketball. But team. also basketball. Ultimately, this is all just to drive home the point that people, uh, the status quo is what's important, which is, hey, setting up the next song. People need to remain focused on the things that they are good at, that they've always been focused on. And they shouldn't try to do things outside of their normal or uh, go outside of the normal swim lanes. And here's what I, what I don't, another thing that I didn't really like, and I I know it's meant to set up a a later moment and it happens between Troy and his dad where Troy, what, because what we've seen happen before in DCOMs is that often the MC will not take a problem to the parent to solve. Mm -hmm. And Troy does that here. He's like, dad, what happens somebody's afraid of doing something that's outside of the norm and they're worried that the friends are going to leave them. And the dad gives the advice of one side of the tub is like, well, then it might not be your friends anyway. That's exactly what I told you when you're leading the basketball team Yeah. because you're the, and I was like, Oh, you, you sniffed it. And then you just turned right away from the point. Well, dad, the problem with these movies and teen movies in general is that no one actually says what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And there's a miscommunication 1 million times. And that's, I guess part of the like, comedy of a movie like this but i remember watching the oc too and being just mad that they didn't just fucking say what they were thinking or feeling because that would solve most problems and that's the case here too dad does start a hypocritical run here where it's like he starts in a great place and then it's like oh but singing never mind fuck that like it's uh, why as long as you're talking about basketball they should be supportive but that nerdy shit over there no no like it's it's a very wild about face that feels incongruous pick a lane and stick in the lane i understand why it's happening i I get why that has been written in because dad 
as the coach needs to be like stay in your lane but then don't have him give the advice of then don't have him give the dad advice yeah it's like he's wearing those two hats and you just watch him take one off and put the other one on and it's very very jarring I just want to mention this other like beautiful line here because we're about to get to the auditions and I love this montage, but the way Mrs. Darbus describes these auditions, I want you to extend the wings of your creative spirit. I adore Miss Darbus. Mm -hmm. I adore her. Yeah. And it only gets better. But before we get to the audition scene, I have to just highlight a quick moment that makes me LOL every time. Mm Mm-hmm. Troy is like sneaking away from Chad to go to the audition uh-huh. and oh. Chad's like he like goes into a classroom to like throw Chad off of his tail and Chad is looking into the classroom uh, with his basketball and his quippy graphic tee that he wears in every scene. Classic so Chad. many graphic tees. And, All of them. And, and, and none of them are good. No, so they say like I do my own background music or laughing on the inside easily distracted like they're so dumb they're the peak of like when abercrombie was doing a graphic Uh tee anyway chad's leaning into the classroom to watch troy he's got one arm around his basketball the other arm down by his side and this guy comes (laughs) up and like forcefully grabs his hand and does a handshake with him and then just walks away and it makes me laugh every time <laughs> i later identify him as a different basketball player but the fact that he grabs his hand from hanging by his waist and then like makes him do the cool handshake and then just walks away is so funny i also just love that chad follows uh troy in here because troy's like i got homework to do and he follows Troy in and he looks into this classroom as though he's never been to school before. <laughs> he even says, oh, he's like, what's going on in here? Like, this well, is a Chad, strange room. Those are desks and these are students. They're studying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird. It's like it happens here. So Troy sneaks off to watch the auditions. We'll find out later that Gabriella has also snuck away for the auditions. They, they have yet another meet cute. Um, a happenstance joining as they uh, watch these auditions that Mrs. Darvis is putting on. And she is a savage mm-hmm. throughout this audition process. We get a true best of audition montage. I, I here. love this audition montage it's so, so much. It's a 100. Peak audition montage. You got the like girl who can't sing that's belting out. The the slam poetry, which oh, is yeah. hard to believe that I couldn't see. Couldn't, couldn't see. see. I, I wrote down a, just two of my favorite lines. Yeah. From Ooh, please Darby. share. One is after that, where she says, that was very disturbing. <laughs> Go see a counselor. <laughs> <laughs> and my other favorite was after the opera uh-huh, singing, uh-huh. to where she says, Syndra, what courage to pursue a note that has not been accessed in the natural world. (laughs) (laughs) I also like when she tells the one guy, nice tie, and then like... His name's Alan. She's like, oh, Alan, nice tie. I also love the audition where the girl just goes... And then runs away. And then runs in the weirdest way. It's so good. I like the ballet dancer, too. Oh, sure. Oh, listen, actually athletic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then he crashes and stuff. Both Sharpay and Ryan are into the ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. And Ryan has confirmed uh, in, I think, the new show, canonically, that like uh, Ryan's gay, mm-hmm. which oh, everyone assumed. Good. But they actually like confirmed that for the yep. character. So this is when we get the 
an introduction to Ryan and Sharpay doing their vocal warm-ups. And they tell Kelsey, hey, we don't want your fucking arrangement. We've had our pianist do our own arrangement, ma'am. In their defense, the slow version of the song will be weird as fuck to sing with your sibling. Well, you know, I don't think that's Kelsey's problem. (laughs) I'm just saying, it it does sometimes their singing. It gives me the ick, kind of like Uh the Huff siblings on Dancing with the Stars. A little Luke and Leia? A little Derek and and Julianne Huff. Uh And I don't blame them. for Cersei and Jamie? I don't blame them for speeding that song up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I understand they're being divas about it but also when you hear the version that troy and gabriella's thing you're like well that would be weird to sing with your brother yeah yeah (laughs) so they have i just want to mention one thing ryan's come a long way from halloween town skin suit looking great same with kelsey kelsey's come a long way as well skin suit looking great she's really a troll under there kelsey is i I have three favorite characters in this movie none of them mains but darvis darvis is one agree kelsey is in the top three, lover. I actually do really like Kelsey. Have we too. met number three yet? Zeke is gonna round. Oh God, I, I love Zeke that. so I much. Gonna say that. I yeah. love him I felt so str- much. I felt strong. I could have guessed that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have Ryan and Sharpay sing. <laughs> they come in and they sing what I've been looking for. Their version. Yeah. I thought we weren't gonna do the jazz square. Everyone Everybody loves, loves a good jazz, jazz square. square. It's crowd it's favorite. It's crowd favorite. So they have uh, my favorite. My favorite, favorite, favorite part of this is when we have Sharpay do a tap number into a Ryan Evans one-handed cartwheel. It's, I mean, it is incredible. Art. A display of acrobatic prowess, the likes of which we have not seen before in a DCOM. And it, this the song ends to rave reviews, the conversation about a jazz square, and then Sharpay calls... Kelsey, uh, I think it's meant to be an insult, but I just loved it. She calls her a sawed-off Sondheim. Yeah. And I was like, what? Do I like that? Is that... That feels like it's a compliment almost. I kind of like that. And this is when Darbus calls for the final round of auditions. She goes... She, it's like going once, going twice, and then she never says sold. But it's implied. Gabriella pops out like, I would like to audition. I want to make it clear. Ryan and Sharpay have left the scene at this point. They haven't even left the scene. They do not know what's about to happen, which brings my next defense of why they're not that bad. Gabriella pops out. I'd like to audition. And Mrs. Darby's like, solos have been done for a minute now. You have no pair. It's Troy- weird they're making them audition in pairs, right? Well, they've they've ended the solo auditions. That's I know, been, but I'm just saying that's not how auditions work normally. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I think not, it's obviously for the plot. You don't need to come with your. Oh, I yeah, understand. What like you're I'm just saying, you go audition yeah. and then they pick somebody else for the other lead. I it, understand it's for the plot. Yeah, it it actually would help the Sharpay Ryan case because. To, to your point, it is weird if they sing that song together, but Sharpay could have just sung that song right, and, and then, then they cast right. Troy Bolton yeah. as her opposite. Which that, is what she wants anyway. That would be her dream. Yeah. Troy jumps out like, I'll sing with her. Darbus is even more reluctant to have them join at this point. So she walks off stage, leaves the auditorium. And they approach Kelsey, who has fallen in the most obscure so and wild dramatic. way. She like you throws could... her papers so i do want to bring another fun fact 
they had to reshoot that scene so many times to get it right because the papers are meant to go everywhere. But when she just fell normally, they'd just still hang out together in a sheet and hit the ground. Sure. So they had to like have her dramatically toss and the papers. She, and she does. Because she does. like she what nailed it. the impetus for uh, Troy and Gabriella to come help her. As opposed to like if she had just fallen. So they approach. Troy really tries to make an analogy here about the playmaker yeah. and the songwriter for a, for a play. Okay, but I'm going to give Troy credit where credit's due. He's I think he's a very good main character, and I think he's a very nice 15, 16-year-old boy. I agree. Because oh, I 100% he agree. 100% could have laughed at her. He's the jock. You know, he's like the most popular kid in school. Those are often a dick, but he's very nice to her right yeah. now. He's like, don't worry about it. Why do you let them be mean to you? You're, you wrote the music. Like, you are the playmaker, which, you know, it's a weak analogy, but like, he's so nice right 100%. now. 100%. Oh. And he's nice to everyone the whole time mm-hmm. in the school and i'm like all right Troy Bolton. good mc i i think that he is a really really strong main character yeah i agree so she asks kelsey being she asks troy and gabriella hey do you want to hear what the song's supposed to sound like they have to agree of course so what kelsey, if they were like nah, nah. <laughs> movie ends like in <laughs> <end> scene <laughs> she plays the song Troy and Gabriella, much like their first meeting, sing it perfectly, on key, know the harmonies. They're reading the music, apparently, which I didn't realize either of them knew how to do. Just church choir is all. And so... It's more surprising that he can do it. It's not yeah, that surprising she's that she has been in church choir, she should be able to read the music. But, but for him, God knows where he learned to sing. Yeah. Right now, my right shower. Now. My showerhead's a big fan. Like yeah. I don't think you're reading bars in a yeah. in your shower. <laughs> so they finish the song. It's beautiful. It's definitely Zac Efron's voice. And Darbus hears them. Comes back in and said, "Hey, you're gonna get a call back." And this is when we get the cutaway of call back. Okay. In Sharpay's defense, she didn't even know another pair was auditioning. She. Has every right to be shocked that there's callbacks. Yeah, she's. I agree. Uh, she can be sure, shocked. I agree that she should be shocked. Okay. She. Can, I think she can be mad too, because she's like, "The fuck! I didn't even know anyone else auditioned. I thought the part was mine, and now I have to re-audition with two people that have never shown interest in this thing before." And it shouldn't be an issue. So, what I really want to draw attention to here, I think uh, it's super important, is Ryan displays a fully comprehensive reading ability i oh my god i'm so glad you're saying this because i think canonically the man can't read so he displays a incredible ability to read this very complex set of sentences apparently out loud to sharpay so he reads it to her now i want to make sure i say this out loud dear listener because there is a moment later in this movie where ryan loses the ability to read I fucking wrote, Ryan can't read, is that canon? <laughs> so, I just want to call out, right now, unless he suffers a blow to the head, <laughs> he can read. So we're good. Now, everybody finds out. Sharpay has made a ruckus. Everybody finds out that Troy and Gabriella are auditioning, mainly Chad. 
Well, Chad can also read. Yeah, it's true. Chad can also read. <laughs> yeah, but Chad would never have even stopped and looked at that paper. Right. If Sharpay, if wasn't, Sharpay wasn't upset in front of it. Because like, he comes right. over and he's like, what's wrong? What are you upset about? Right. Again, my point, they all care about each other, truly. You're, yeah. you're not wrong. And this is when we get the iconic cafeteria scene. Can By I, the way, this was, uh, just real quick fun fact, this was filmed at a high school called East High mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City, Utah. So, fun fact, real cafeteria. I thought it was uh, called something else, but I know it's in Salt Lake. So, uh, well, based on the, my reading, it's called yeah, East High. So, I thought it was actually called West High or something funny. So, the, the funny thing about it is, because it was filmed during the school year, they had to isolate which rooms they used, because often they were filming during class. Mm. Oh! Which is just... That's not disruptive. Not in the slightest. So, in any case, this time, while everybody's in class for like fourth period, they get the cafeteria. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is called East High. So, Funny. this is when we have Status Quo. The iconic song. A great song. Gab, uh, 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 Sharpay, looking over the cafeteria, disgruntled, absolutely fierce hip pops. Yeah. And this is when we see the bump. Bum, Why does Sharpay dress like a forty-year-old woman going to, a, <laughs> going to a business meeting? I have to say, sure, her fashion gets better, but every outfit in this movie thus far has been a blazer and like a, a pantsuit set. Like she looks like she's going to a meeting. It's true. I also want to take a moment while we're talking about outfits. Uh, I think I told you this number earlier, Max. Do you know how many hats Ryan wears throughout the film? I don't, I'm not a number. I'm going to guess 20. Nine. He wears nine hats. Oh, he loves a fedora. He loves a hat. And, and they always match his shirt. Yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. So this is when we get the status quo. Now there is, it's just the click song. That's all it is. It's, it's like, hey, number. let's stay in a click. Let's do the click things we do. We get introduced to Zeke, who wants to be a baker. Uh, who you said who the uh, the the Martha girl, Martha from the nerdy group? She who, likes to pop and lock and she's jazz. A, she does hip hop dancer. Is that even legal? And then I can't even remember the gentleman's name. I don't even know if we learn his name from the uh, punk skateboarder Stoners. table. Yep, who plays the cello, and this causes the entire cafeteria to erupt in uh, a negative reaction. Now. I had Not to, another beep. So good. There is a portion of this during the basketball dance. This the, is the not first what one I want. where there is a guy every time he turns and he does like his, his wraparound turn, you know, he's supposed to like lock onto the next thing mm-hmm. to not get dizzy. He locks onto camera. So he's nice. looking it's dead It's the guy ass. that did the handshake with Chad. Yes. He just dead ass into camera every time you see him in frame. And I just think it's hilarious. Like it's, it's incredible. I love every second of it because everybody else is fully in on whatever wild choreography they're doing. I think they did a great job with choreo. Favorite, well done. My favorite part of the choreo is when Chad throws his basketball and then does like a one-arm plank on the floor. <laughs> I I wanted him to catch the basketball, but if you watch closely, it soars down and nearly hits somebody who's dancing in the back row. Oh, God. Speaking of something that nearly hit somebody during this choreo, apparently one of the production's lights fell during one of the filmings oh, and it just... Good. Which is why the lighting's off. So... This is not what I plan. Yep. And I just gotta say, I do not understand... So this is when something you, is really something's not really ri- wrong. Poor Ryan. No, all the time, just getting stepped on. Mm-hmm. 
So, Gabriella enters the scene, somehow fucking oblivious to the number that's going on around her. Yeah, she's so stupid. And is being stalked by Sharpay coming down the stairs on the other side. She slips as, once again, she suddenly realizes that there is an entire bit of choreography going on around her, launching her nachos into the air. The like she's like 10 feet. Which Sharpay, instead of dodging, decides to catch with her chest. She didn't mean to, I think. No, she decided, Molly. <laughs> I don't think she, she did. She looked at it and I, said, I'm, I'm, I got it. She pointed at it like a ball. punt returner and fair did fair catch. catch. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did it. And I'd be mad too. I think it, I'd be mad if, if cheese fries came from fucking 15 feet in the air. Yeah. Like, how, why did get, get, she threw those fucking things <laughs> over there? Really and then they did. stayed together. Amazing. One big Amazing. blob as they flipped Incredible. around in the air. Incredible. Oh. That nacho cheese has some structural integrity. It really is like rubber cement with those. True. I'd be mad that blazer from chanel or wherever she got it was her grandmother's blazer really hard to get that out and sharpay storms off but not before telling darbus that people are trying to ruin the musical and those people are troy and gabriella i think she has every reason to think that now this is when chad goes up to troy and is like hey this is all your fault because you're singing other people are thinking that they can do other stuff and people can't do other stuff you shouldn't want to do other stuff because other stuff is weird zeke here he wants to bake to which troy is like oh that's cool and chad's like shut the fuck up it's not cool shut up you shouldn't like to do stuff that's not your stuff zeke's like yeah "Yeah, i made a cripple and troy's like oh what's a good tell me more about that (laughs) chad's like no my thing (laughs) you shouldn't say that Quit being supportive. Here's the thing about Zeke. No. This is not Chris Warren's first time in a oh basketball I'm glad you going, I love him. We love, love Zeke. He, uh, he got his start playing Kelvin in Love and Basketball. Ah. Uh, where Dennis Haysbert plays Zeke McCall. Now, you might know Dennis Haysbert as the Allstate guy in the commercials. Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, Zeke, all, the gentleman who played Zeke also plays another Zeke, or is this a new no, Zeke? No. His name, his character's name is Zeke. His name's Dennis. Okay. But there's two Zekes, which is weird. So Dennis plays Zeke twice. No, Dennis plays Zeke in Love and Basketball. Chris Warren plays Zeke in High School Musical. Okay, so we just got double the Zeke. Yeah. Dennis Haysbert, again, the Allstate guy. Yeah. Are you in good hands, like the deep voice? Are you in good hands. And uh, he also cameoed on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as oh, Bob damn. Anderson. He betrayed Captain. Uh, Captain. I will never forgive him. Captain Hall. Uh And, you know, one of my favorite characters on Brooklyn Nine-Nine is Terry Jeffords. Oh, we love Terry Jeffords. We love Terry Jeffords, played by Terry Crews. I first got introduced to Terry Crews as Cheeseburger Eddie in The Longest Yard uh, mm. of the prison movie uh, where he smuggled... Sorry, Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, no, he didn't smuggle in any Wendy's chili, but and he was... Nelly. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Isn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my God, he Nelly, is. Nelly, we've already talked about, like, it's uh, a stacked cast, you really? know? That woman who put the finger in the chilies in the background. She's in there too. Yeah, she's yeah. in it. Whoa, what a cameo. And she's where Eddie's like, no, I like Cheeseburger Eddie's eating the chili that she pulled yeah. it out of. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Uh, Cheeseburger Eddie oh. is uh, from the longest yard. <laughs> like, well, give me that. If you're not going to eat it. <laughs> One oh, of the, uh, I guess you can call him a bad guy, but he's a prison guard. So it kind of depends whose side you're on. Captain Knauer is played by William Fitchner. Uh, who in 
1998 hit film Armageddon is Colonel Willie Sharp, mm. the guy who's going to execute Plan B mm-hmm. up in space. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chick's like, how do we stop this bomb, guys? Can we just calm down and stop the bomb? And he's saying that to Captain Canower. And of course, our, our hero of Armageddon, Harry Stamper. Of course. Who's oh. played by Bruce Willis. Yep. Yes. Now, an interesting thing about Bruce Willis is that he cameoed on a very good show. And that show, he ended up winning an Emmy for his cameo as Paul Stevens on Friends. Oh, yeah. And the reason that he ended up on Friends, this is a very fun story, is he was filming a movie called The Whole Nine Yards. I know this one. And he said he didn't think it was going to do that well. And his co-worker... Uh, his co-star bet him that if Whole Nine Yards did well, he had to cameo on Friends. And Whole Nine Yards ended up being number one in the domestic box office for three weeks and grossing $106 million. And that co-star was Matthew Perry. Yep. Who, of course, played Chandler Bing on Friends. Uh, he also played the adult Mike O'Donnell in 17 again. Hey, there it is. And the young Mike O'Donnell was Zach Efron, who is, of course, Troy Bolton. So just, that, a, just a little nod to Matthew Perry, who uh, tragically passed away this weekend. 17 again was the first time when I was like, oh, I understand why Zach Efron is so beloved. Because yeah. not only was he like, funny. oh, he's very well built, but like he was funny. He was funny. He was Both funny. Of, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good movie. It's a good movie. It, like, I, that, a couple of clips of that came on, and also when we were flying back from Japan, it was there, and I was like, I was just reminded in that moment. That is a it's, genuinely yeah, good yeah. movie. It's fun. Yep. You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. Double the Zeke, double the fun, and just a, a thanks for, for being a friend to Miss Chanandler Bong. Yes. Okay, so this is when we get the fallout of Troy and Gabriella auditioning. Now... <sighs> This is the start of, of Troy. Something uh, new. Okay. This is the start of Chad and Taylor going on their path to villainy, first, to true villainy. First of all, though, Darbus takes Storm- Sharpay at her word that they're trying to ruin the musical. And so she goes to Coach Bolton in a very funny number where she's in the locker room and she's like, oh, God. And she goes to Coach, Coach Bolton and she's like, what the fuck is Troy up to? And this is how Coach Bolton hears yeah, finds out. that Troy auditioned. It's also how we find out the name of the musical. Twinkle Town Musicale. <laughs> and Miss Darbus, who I love and do cherish, says that she doesn't play favorites in the theater the yeah. way that he plays favorites oh, wow. on the basketball yeah, court. Yeah, she does. And I don't think that's true. But probably not for the reason that you guys think. Mm-hmm. I think she's favoring Troy and Gabriella. Because what? when they get their callback, she specifically tells the composer of the musical to work with them for their callback audition. Yeah, but Ryan and Sharpay don't use Kelsey's music. They have so, a, they they have somebody they pay professionally. Yeah, but why should she have she should just have everyone audition on their own? There's only two and Ryan and Sharpay don't use Kelsey. But it makes it biased towards Troy uh, against them. Well, I think she literally them reschedules chance. the callback because Sharpay just tells her to. She definitely plays favorites, and it's Sharpay Evans. I, don't I think, think she's, so. she's just giving Troy and Gabriella a fighting shot. I like, think that she's obviously going to pick the people that are working with the composer of the musical. 
Maybe Sharpay and Ryan should work with the fucking composer of the musical. <laughs> Instead of rewriting all the music. I think she's playing favorites with the underdogs. I'm so confused. She's genuinely. So they can't be there. I'm so genuinely confused. I'm flummoxed. I, I, I read it as Darbus knowing that Troy and Gabriella have never done this before. And she's giving them an equal shot. She goes to the coach because she thinks Troy's trying to ruin the musical. How could he be her favorite? Which, by the way, I I understand why she might think that about Troy, because obviously her and Coach Bolton have yeah. that like tenuous relationship. I don't understand why she would think that about Gabriella. Like that one, I I get why she'd be like oh, fully agreed. If Sharpay goes to uh, Miss Darbus and it's like Troy's up to something. Well, yeah, because literally last week or three days ago, he was fucking around in the tree and like not taking it seriously. And fucking coach, the tree. Coach, coach Bolton yelled at you about the thing. And so maybe this is his maybe she thinks it's like guilty by association. Maybe because yeah, this is, again, where the partner's audition thing is <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Coach Bolton also like also has a negative image of Gabriella because of the association. Yeah. Fun fact about Coach Bolton and Mrs. Darbus. They were supposed to have a duet that got cut. <laughs> I, I'm I wish that was it. I'm I do I would like to have seen that. I would have loved to see the duet between Ms., with Ms. Darbus and Coach Bolton. So we have the Twinkletown musical name unveiled. And Troy and Gabriella sort of go to Troy's favorite meeting spot after he slips. Again, the note slipping into lockers. That was just something that maybe it's because I didn't have a ton of friends in high school, but nobody ever just slipped notes in my locker and you told just me to go places. them off. I don't think I we ever. Ha- we handed. I think we put them in each other's lockers. We definitely handed them in class to each all other. the time in class and yeah. like. Well, in the hallway. We knew we were going to pass in the hall, and you yeah. would just hand each other notes. I yeah. Th- I think I put stuff in people's lockers. Though. Yeah. Oh, we forgot also when Zeke comes to Sharpay oh, yeah, to try and he's like, oh my god, and he's like, <laughs> I love hey, him. hey Sharpay, uh, I just I, I made you a creme I made you cookies or I made you something, and she's like. Be gone, tall person. She tells him to evaporate. Evaporate, tall evaporate, person. Tall what person. is he? He's like, I thought maybe you could only come to my game. She goes, I'd rather put pins in my eyes. And he goes, wouldn't that be awfully uncomfortable? <laughs> yeah, you like, dummy. It's just like the sweetest yeah. like angel boy. Yeah, like, she's like not she having it. can't have it. But like, in her defense. My God. <laughs> if you thought the basketball team was fucking with you, you probably wouldn't want to have anything to do with the basketball Maybe, team. Maybe, but sweet Zeke. Yeah, no, wants, I do like Zeke. He just wants to bake you I just, cookies. I just, like her, I, I just like her diva mentality, and I just like evaporate tall person, and That's then I like, funny. I bake. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> I put pins in my eyes. That would be awfully uncomfortable. So Gabriella and Troy are on the science sort of arboreum, and or arboretum, sorry. Gabriella, again... Troy's tried to make an analogy, and now it's Gabriella's turn. This is the dumbest analogy. I hate this one. And it is like, Troy is up there saying, what if I don't just want to be the best? He's expressing a valid concern. I've been boxed into this thing my entire life. Yeah. What if I don't want to do this anymore? Yeah. And Gabriella's like, it's like kindergarten. All right. Elaborate, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like kindergarten on the playground and you're playing with different and you're like, what? 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 No. No. It's like everybody was just so much more accepting in that time. And I was like, I'm what is happening? Where is this going? I don't understand what's happening. 
I think an important distinction of the Troy character, because it continues through all three movies, I don't think he ever expresses explicitly as like, I don't want to play basketball. I think it's, I don't only want to play basketball yeah. mm-hmm. because otherwise it would be the, you're giving up your dream. No dad, I'm giving up your, your dream. dream. Like he, the, that's what the whole third movie is about is which one he's going to pick. It never is. I don't actually like basketball. It's what if I want to do other things more than too. just basketball yeah. exactly yeah which is i think like i do think that for for a lot of people that might be representative of a young experience mm-hmm. like i am being i'm being boxed in i would like to try some other stuff please yeah i think that's true of not even just a young experience i think you end up in a lot of parts of your life being like oh that's the this person like you that's the Disney person. That's the whatever. And it's like, I am not defined by my job, the, you know, the activity, the one activity you know me for, the sport that I play, that whatever. Like, I want to be more than just this one. Very fair. Like, thing that you're, that I'm not one dimensional. And, and Troy is trying to express that. I do think this kindergarten analogy is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, when we all were fucking not um real like developed humans yet that was better <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't though so this ultimately doesn't really go anywhere and we hit a training montage where we've got troy and gabriella now working with kelsey on their song unfairly oh my god <laughs> in a completely justified manner and they are trying to get better at the song no, now there's one where Gabriella is singing in the bathroom oh, and yeah. Sharpay overhears her so she goes in there to like spy on her or see what's going on and she Gabriella senses someone else coming in so she hides but we don't know where she hides and Sharpay walks in and she's like pushing open the the stalls to see if she's in there can't find her catches her own reflection in the mirror kind of like smiles at her own reflection you gotta love the confidence and then leaves Gabriella then walks out from behind the wall that's next to the mirror. It's like, how the fuck did she not see her? Like, where did she go? Because she's too busy checking herself out. From our angle, she's just standing there. She should have just been like, oh, there you are. (laughs) Hey there. She didn't look real hard. Yeah, Yeah, clearly. She did not try her hard. Oh, God. That's so true. Yeah, they're mirrored, right? Because this is also when Ryan hears. Troy Troy. singing and he like tries to get in the door and Troy stops when the handle jiggles. Yeah. Yeah. Also at some point in this region, Chad is like telling Troy that singing's lame yet again. Of course. And he says something about like how they're going to play basketball and be in the NBA. My, my guy, you're both five, six, like (laughs) (laughs) ain't nobody going to the NBA. Shut up, Chad. (laughs) Oh, this is when he says, this is the fucking weird Phantom of the Opera scene. Yeah. Where he's like, he's like, you want to be on a Wheaties box? You play basketball. My mom's got a picture of the Phantom in the refri- in the freezer. You can either be on a Wheaties box or you can be in my mom's freezer. And, and Chad's he- like, or Troy's like, why is he in your mom's freezer? He's like, it's a diet thing. Don't worry about and he, it. You know, he goes, I don't pretend to understand the female mind. And I was like, the the bro character literally named Chad saying this is too accurate. It's like, fucking crazy. It's too accurate that this is the guy who says i don't understand women yeah we know (laughs) god so my corbin blue fun fact of the day is that he too could have ended up in his mother's refrigerator 
That sounds weird. Anyways, he now plays Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway alongside Constance Wu, who was in Hustlers, which is my Roman Empire. Continue. Uh, Poor but, Corbin Blue. But also, <laughs> we must say, we must say now, it is very obvious that uh, Chad is our Gilbert. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Better or worse. He's worse. Dude, Chad's in this worse. movie, Chad sucks. In this movie, definitely worse. Yeah, in High School yeah, Musical yeah. 1. Yeah, o- only looking at, I will yeah. only look at these each as, as, a, as individuals. Yep. But man, in this movie, he is so bad. Worse. Okay, Troy is ultimately late for practice, which not great, right? I think like that's just not a, a great thing in general. Team unhappy, Coach Bolton unhappy. Uh, now Troy is going to stay late for some free throws. Gabriella shows up and interrupts practice. Uh, they get into a cute little giggle match and and shoot off a little bit. To which Coach Bolton interrupts. And is like, hey, get the heck out of here, lady. And this is when we have Troy sort of blow up at his dad. I gotta say, Coach Bolton being a dick to a 15-year-old girl is lame. It's a not fuck, a great look. Sh- fuck off, Coach Bolton. Like, like, yeah. You I, can be fine. You can with, you be can, okay with Troy. You can ream him yeah. when she's gone. Yeah, but just he's like actively a dick to yeah. her. And it's like, that's a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, no. I'm I'm really okay with Coach Bolton being mad at Troy. Because Troy was objectively wrong for being late to practice. I, I have a hot take, actually. I think that I think the way the team's going about it is all wrong. Oh, for sure. But I don't blame the team for being mad that their captain is this distracted two weeks before the championship. I agree. No, I agree with that. Yep. Like, 100%. I don't think it's a hot take at all. I think they should be like, listen, if you want to sing, that's great. But do you have to sing right now? Like, we've put the work in for this. This is, you know, like, you promised the team, like... Change your change your practice times, bro. And if, yeah, and if he wasn't missing things, it'd be different. But he is. He's late. He's like not invested. Yeah. I don't think they are wrong for being mad about that. It is also though, like I I felt myself as I was watching this play out because you know spoiler, they're gonna end up like ruining this relationship or or mm-hmm. causing rift. There is also a piece of you that's like, you know, the way you don't make it better is you like break the heart of the guy like mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's not going to improve the scenario yep. i'm gonna like, tell you oh like, look if it isn't the consequences of my own no, actions no heartbroken person has ever been like i'm really focused on like yeah. being yeah. great at the thing yeah. Like, yeah no he's gonna go and like wallow i guess it's, like this isn't gonna help like god it, it's just wild so troy uh, so, so Troy is like uh, distracted. That is the key p- point of this. We have Chad confronting Troy in the library, which is supposed to be funny. I imagine with him being like, I forget the librarian's name, but he always like blames him being loud on Troy not listening. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was unfunny. Mm-hmm. I thought it funny. That he's like, I keep telling him to be quiet. And then he yeah, keeps yeah, talking yeah. like I was all right with that. But what I really take issue with is when Chad and Taylor conspire to break Gabriella and Troy apart. Now we don't even know if they're dating at this point. It's it's very much unclear, but we know that there are feelings, and they are going to conspire to break apart the singing, and they do so by having Chad and the basketball team ambush Troy in the locker room to try to get him to say something negative about the singing experience, and watch it, and broadcast it rather somehow to taylor very high def for a 2006 <laughs> yeah. webcam yeah, I by agree. The way. and broadcast it out to taylor and the decathlon team live yeah Th- this okay it's 
So silly. This scene is fucking unhinged. The first half of the basketball team, I'm okay with. The first half of them being like, you can't let us down, you're our captain, goes with what I'm saying. Of like, them reminding Troy, like, you can't let us down and your dad down, and like, we've all worked, we're counting on you. Fine. The the first half of the actions of the decathlon team is nuts. Wild. Because Taylor's just like... Men has evolved stupid. over time, and some of them are dumb, dumb idiot sports players, and some of them are geniuses like us. And you're like, Troy Bolton is an ape. He is a dumb. You dumb. can be an ape, or you can be a human. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? What the? Fuck? I did love though the fucking setup of the bad. I I like their message is good, but the oh, yeah. the approach of Dan the Spider Man Web, <laughs> 1981 champion. Your dad, champion. I actually wrote down, remember when high school mattered? Like, do you remember? Like, it's such a one, like, it's such a mindset. And I can remember it. Like, I'm not judging it. But, like, I can remember thinking that winning the big game or whatever was the most important thing in the entire world. Yeah. When you're in high school, your world is as big as your high school. Like, nothing else matters. And that is... The world will end if these, 100%. and it's like, I remember that mindset of like, we got to get this project done, or I got to win at this thing, yeah. or I got like, and that's all that matters. Dad, dad says this to Troy in that practicing. Dad says this thing to Troy with the gravitas that was so like, I, I, I took note of it where he's like, what you do affects not just this team, but the entire school. And like the way he said it, I wanted him to go in the county. <laughs> And the state, this nation is on your back, <laughs> oh Troy. God. The whole world. The, you can save the fucking world, Troy. <laughs> what team? Wildcat. It's just, I remember that. And I just was laughing during this part because I'm like, damn, the spider web, web yeah. doesn't give a shit about this anymore. Like, but here are these. Like, the spider web is working an accounting job. My man yeah, is just trying to make it. He's in a cubicle. He's yeah. working towards lunch. My like, man's looking forward to eating his Wendy's chili. <laughs> for lunch <laughs> with or without a finger maybe not not <laughs> just oh, but then yeah then they get him to they bully him into saying like fine if you want me to say singing's not important singing's not important she's not important which he should not have said he shouldn't have said it he also was being videotaped without his consent and broadcast to Gabriella In and high definition. her friends and they go ape mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And they're such bad friends because Gabriella's sitting there like, crying yeah, she and, they're, and they're like laughing at her and they're, they're like, like so you want to get lunch or? <laughs> you hungry or she's like just been humiliated and they're just like ha ha ape man did you want some chili? Like <laughs> I, I'm going to go off campus for lunch. I heard Wendy's is serving up a crazy special right now. They got fingers in their Frosties. And they're free. Oh, for my God. For 50 bucks, I'll put a finger in yours. Oh, my God. How much would it cost you to go? <laughs> oh, my God. I should have never had that be part of the news. I was like, I could win some pinkies. She's like, let's go back to that shop class Troy snuck through <laughs> earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, in high school, you probably would do it for $50. Probably. Okay, this is when we hit the teen angst plot point, and thank God it doesn't last super long. Oh, my God. 
bad. Both of these, both of these kids, Troy and Gabriella, are now feeling heartbroken and rejected. So we get a song. So I do recognize that this is not actually the Vanessa Ann Hudgens ballad, but this is the superior version of that song. Enjoy. So we have, so there was me and you sung, which, okay, not my favorite song of this, of this movie. We we get one of these in every movie. Every film that we will have has a Gabriella is upset song. Yep. I wish it didn't happen. Okay. In every movie. Her outfit took me back to 2006 Mm. more than any other wardrobe piece thus far. Let's go Sharpay's took you back to 1977. (laughs) (laughs) Sharpay is like Charlotte York on Sex and the City. But but this low rise jean, mm-hmm. big belt, yep. ballet flat number physically yeah. gave me the shivers. And I've heard tell that the low rise jean is coming back, and I say over my dead body, mm. or my putting those on again. Mm. I will. I've I've succumbed to the straight leg, mm-hmm. but I will not succumb to the low rise. And my God, not the ballet flat again <laughs> with with the flared leg. I always thought like your feet look so little. It's like a cartoon flip. Like, I always thought it was not my personal favorite. The next thing is we need the cami under the... Yeah, the lace cami and the tiny scarves. We saw some tiny scarves. Yeah. Yikes. Second thing I do love about this song. Did your high school have large billboards of this (laughs) student athlete? Oh, my God. I love this. It's so good. So fucking good. She, like, leans up against it and sings to it, and I'm like... Did you guys have those? Because we didn't have those. Not in the slightest. Our high school quarterback's name was Harold. I could not imagine his face blown. Well, one of my high school quarterbacks' name was Harold. I couldn't imagine his face being blown up. Well, well did Harold look like Zac Efron? <laughs> no, he didn't. He did not. That's why. Yeah. So Harold looked more like Dan the Spider Web. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Harold. So. Gabriella is not practicing with the decathlon team. Troy is ignoring the basketball team. He's not playing well. And now it is time for both groups to realize the error of their ways and apologize. Mm-hmm. This is some, you know, when we talk about off-screen therapy for a parent, we got a whole high school getting some off-screen therapy here because mm-hmm. they literally, like, the next day they're like, God, not only did we fuck up, now we understand why that was a problem and we're going to be supportive of our friends doing a thing that we don't understand. 100%. Let's fix it. Let's it's, fix it. It is just... Listen, I understand that oftentimes we have a lot of problems with like with, with these plots, but I was like, God, this is this is just what they have done is so shitty. Resolve it quick. Like, yeah. just get to the resolution, please. Yeah. It's not earned at all, but I no. agree. I'm glad it doesn't last. And yet again, we get another wonderful Zeke moment because they go to tell Troy and he goes, he reaches into his bag, pulls out these big ass cookies and he goes, I baked these today. <laughs> You'll probably want to eat one before we tell you the rest. <laughs> Dude, Zeke is so good, man. I, I think they resolve it quickly because there is still a conflict. This isn't the the only... I mean, there's still the drama of the audition to yeah. come. So it's like... They must... I, I guess this has to be resolved and then Sharpay and Ryan right. Mm-hmm. reschedule, right? Because... They Sharpay and Ryan saw that they were conspiring, but they interpreted it as, oh, the basketball team and the decathlon are trying to get them to do good at the audition. Yes. When that is obviously not the reality. So yes. we yeah. have this conflict and then we get a new conflict with the scheduling of the yes. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 
it is very much like I think they realized with with this that we need to resolve the lack of support in these in groups first before we can get to resolving the larger conflict of the movie. Yeah. So they wrote that in very quickly and I was like, okay, fine. I guess that's fine. Is it unearned? Absolutely. But at least it's unresolved if you made it a plot point. And they got another song out of it in the musical aspect of things. So Troy takes the apology pretty well. He gets, he, he accepts it from his friends. He thanks him for doing the apology. Gabriella, less so. Very stubborn. Doesn't want to accept the apology. Doesn't really want to hear it. It's like Troy still said the thing and then lets it go. I sort of get her point. I agree. Like, because for Troy, they're like, we bamboozled you. Yeah. And that was done by his friends. Whereas for Gabby, she's like, yeah, fuck what you did. I'm not, uh, who gives a shit about also, what Also, she's did? known them for like a couple weeks. Whereas these are like Troy's lifelong friends. Yeah. You're much more likely to forgive someone that you've got totally. so much history with than someone you met a few weeks ago. But at the end of the day, Troy still said Troy did words. the thing. Like, not, like, you know, she's like, you didn't make him say that. Like, yeah. he said, I don't care about her. Yeah. I don't care about this thing. Yeah. Like, that's not, Chad didn't, can't, can't force those out of his mouth. Yeah. But what Troy does is he goes to Gabriella's house in an attempt to apologize. He meets Mrs. Montez. Mrs. Montez seems to like Troy and their limited interaction. Mm -hmm. Gabriella tells her mom to like make him go away. But that does not deter Troy. Yeah. He calls Gabriella. She takes the call. They have a little bit of a conversation. He doesn't sound winded at all. He's an athlete. In any of this. Yeah. As he scales the, uh, the second story porch. He's an athlete. He's the team captain, Allen. I'm sorry. Even in high school, there is no shot I'm going to be scaling any distance and you not know. Well, you're not Zac Efron. Okay, fine. Fine. You're not Troy. Mother fucking Bolton. Shh, you know what? He's half as tall as you and quick like a cat. <laughs> He's fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> anyway... Troy climbs up to the to Gabriella's second story patio. She swings open the door. And this is one of the times, like, we, we hear Zac Efron sing maybe six lines in this movie. This is one that we actually hear him sing. And this is when Troy and Gabriella begin to reconcile. Two things. One, prior to this scene is when I think Gabriella does make her biggest mistake and her, and her flaw, which is when... Troy comes up to her not realizing that she had seen what he said. She just like brushes him off and doesn't tell him what's wrong at all. And she's just like, we're not doing the audition. Like, bye. And she just like leaves him all conf confuzzled. Like, what's going on? If she had just told him what was wrong, mm -hmm. that could have saved us all some time and that is going to continue to happen but that's like again the lack of communication she's just like mad and he's like what why are you mad and she's just like it's fine we're not doing the audition and it's like all right this is very dramatic right yeah. now so that's my thing with her is it she doesn't just like say yeah you did this thing i think most high school things that we have sure. in media uh and two i think at the time i thought oh my god if a boy serenaded me that would be so romantic uh -huh. and now i think how awkward <laughs> to sit there and have someone just sing at you for like 
30 seconds. What do I do with my hands? I just think of the scene. I wish you weren't on my porch. I just think of. <laughs> How did you get up here? I think of the scene in Barbie where they're all playing the guitar and mm-hmm. all the Barbies are sitting there. Like that's, there's scenes that I think love is blind where yeah, it's yeah, happened yeah. before and you and I are texting. Cause like somebody's like, come to this beautiful spot. And then they just uh, serenade that, the girl. I a lot with Sal and Mallory. Yeah. That and one. they just it's play like, the guitar and sing. And it's wait, two minutes in, this is pretty <laughs> fucking awkward. Yeah. Like at first you're like, Oh, this is so sweet. And then you're just like, where do I look? Yeah. Like, do we make eye contact? Do I sing along? Like, what? what's going And I just think, yeah, high school Molly thought, oh, so romantic. And 34-year-old Molly's like, oh, God, <laughs> so awkward. And, you know, this musical trope, I believe, started, like, I mean, it's always been a part of musicals, but I also know that, like, we had a lot of singing to each other, like, in, like, Greece, right? Like, that was a pretty big, mm. big element in that. Fun fact about Greece: the concept for High School Musical was intended to be a sequel to Greece, the third, far in the future, where if and I'm I'm going to find this here really quickly because this is fascinating to me. In my but there research. was a sequel to Greece, so this is Greece three. So this film has the origins in a 1999 script entitled Greece Three. Okay. Uh-huh. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were set to star as the children of Danny Zuko and Sandy Olsen from the 1978 film Brother and Sister, or do not know. The plot was virtually the same of that of High School Musical with more similarities to Greece. The character who would become Sharpay was to be the daughter of Betty Rizzo. <laughs> it was slated to be Christina no, Aguilera. It was going to be Christina Aguilera? Christina Aguilera. The whole Mickey Mouse club? I was going to say the whole, the whole damn thing is here. Where's Ryan Gosling? Well, I was about to say, he's probably Kanicki. Yeah. Timberlake's bandmates from NSYNC were set to have supporting roles. Now I'm mad this doesn't exist. With John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John allegedly approached for cameo roles. First of all, how topical. Yeah. (laughs) And second of all, I'm mad this movie doesn't exist. As much as I like High School Musical, I would love a version of Grease where NSYNC is the uh, the (laughs) T-Birds. Sure. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be great. Anyway, I was just like, that's just so amazing. It got shelved until like 04, but then it was picked back up and it became High School Musical. Okay, so in this scenario, Danny and Sandy must not have ended up together because their kids couldn't be troy and gabriella then i guess that's probably true yeah yeah otherwise now we really are now it's game of thrones now we really are in in game of thrones (laughs) but in any case after this sort of like awkward sing to montage we have we have resolved all the issues and now we are back to practice gabriella crushing at the decathlon practice we have Troy crushing at basketball practice. Then they also rush to their uh, to their audition practice together where Sharpay and Ryan hear them sing and they're like, all right, now we've, you know, it'd be a shame if we had the audition happen on the same day as both the decathlon and the championship game. What a shame. So they go to Darbus and Darbus says, you know, in the if you tell me, this is her exact line, if you tell me it's in the interest of the musicale to have this audition happen on this day, I'll believe you and walks away. Thank goodness Kelsey hears it. Now, I think one of my favorite things that happens is we have a transition to the next day after Troy and Gabriella find out. Troy is like, I've got an idea, but in order for it to work, we all have to work together. Of course. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Transitions to the big day. And if you look at the bottom of the screen, it has three lines of text on it. It says, basketball championship, decathlon audition day and then what slowly fades in above it in all caps is help help (laughs) it's funny so we get to this uh, all of these events happening at the same time 
we have the basketball team presents a cake to the decathlon team because we're all friends now right presents a cake to the decathlon team the decathlon team presents a math equation to the basketball team followed by a sign that's go wildcats yeah and then to the drama team the basketball team runs out and reveals underneath their windbreakers go drama team exclamation point it's nice and we see ryan who has been concussed off screen <laughs> incapable of, <laughs> incapable of reading it yeah dr- dram 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 dr- like he works at it for a while <laughs> long enough to where they've disassembled I'm and they're back sure in the room canonically my man can't read like i i don't know what happened but i I was just so perplexed. What a strange line. What a strange quality to give this what, character. What this late doing? in the game. After he's shown that he's fully capable. Before the big game, dad backslash coach sits down and has a conversation with Troy. He's been to a lot of therapy off screen. Yeah. He's like, hey, what do you think I want from you today? He's like, And Troy's like, the championship? He's like, no. I want you to have fun. Yeah, this is consistent with the rest of what we've seen <laughs> yeah. from dad. It seems about right. <laughs> I want you to go out there, win or lose, and have fun. Even though I've only been about winning, and even in later movies, I'm still just about winning and scholarships. Apparently, we resolved that plot point for now. In scene, move to decathlon. So in the decathlon, we have uh, Gabriella absolutely crushing at an equation, completing it in record time. They've completed their first event. The championship game has begun, and Bop to the Top has started to be sung in the audition. I love the hand, mm. the hand the gesture. The hand and snaps. Oh, we also, bop to the top is a bop. I True. agree. I love this song. I agree. True. It is, it is just a... Bump, 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 I would just want to know what bop to the top would have sounded like the way Kelsey had written it. Is it weird that they... I, I honestly don't know. Is it weird that they auditioned to two different songs? Like, I'm, I'm, I understand that in the first audition, they've... Re like they've had a different composer redo an yeah. arrangement of Kelsey's song, but now in this audition they just are using two different songs. And mm-hmm. like I I know that when often you prepare material to audition, but I would think that in a high school callback callback you would be doing the same when you were given a song. You'd be doing the same song? I like the... That I makes like, it, yeah. I like the world where Troy and Gabriella sing a slow, sexy version of Bop to the Top. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like... Bop, bop, bop. Bop, bop, Don't ever stop. Bop to, to the, the top. top. Wow. That's wow. how it sounds. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly how it sounds. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Strut your stuff. It's just Ooh. Minnie singing from, from beat, heaven, Big Band Beat. Heaven, I'm in heaven. <laughs> now this is when we find out that taylor has hotwired the entire school dude i love a hacking scene <laughs> it's I, a good one. I loved watching the data go through the wires it's that a good was one. my favorite a, I, I agree with alan said earlier this is the greatest hits of all the mm-hmm. best to see you got you got bad audition montage yep. you got training montage you got hacking you cool get guy it all. enters the school cool guy goes to the school athletic mo- like you get it all baby yeah. What it does is it sets the screens to glitch in the basketball uh, game, which leads the principal to say, for safety, we're going to have to cancel the game for now until we get it fixed. Okay. 
She also sets it, Kelsey Bing, she also sets it to where one of the beakers that has a apparently smelly liquid in it to burn and boil over, fumigating the room that the decathlon is occurring Seems in. Seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. Significantly more dangerous. And an actual safety concern where everybody exits. Troy and Gabriella sprint to the audition. The basketball team power walks. They sure do. They all sort of, they get in the power walk. Well, club. they have to leave in an orderly fashion. Ah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, as Bob to the top ends... We have Mrs. Darbus calling for the next audition. She calls their names twice. We've learned before she only gives you two calls. And immediately after, Troy and Gabriella sprint into the auditorium. But not before Mrs. Darbus, like, says something mildly factual to Kelsey and she runs away. So Troy and Gabriella run in, make it to the top of the stage, try to get the audition set up. Darbus isn't having it, but... What do we know? The auditorium fills. What do we know? She's going to play favorites and let them audition, even oh though they're late. God. Darbus eventually lets the two audition. We have a little bit of a that showbiz baby. And here's what I love. I love that Kelsey stood up to Sharpay in this moment. Yeah, me too. Sharpay looks around. And she's like, you really don't want to do this. And Kelsey's like, I really do. And walks away and does the performance. Like, no reason to intimidate somebody like that. Mm-hmm. That's unnecessary. I think that even you can agree with that, Molly. I, I think Sharpay is maybe a little, uh, she's a little stressed in the moment. And sometimes when people are stressed, they take it out on people who don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. She's got to be stressed a whole hell of a lot. So they sit down and they do their number. Ellen, she's got a quarter review to get to in a little bit. Those earnings aren't going to review themselves. Wow. She's got an earnings review. <laughs> Holy shit. You not be, in that dress. You would she's be stressed not. too if the sales division was down 10%. <laughs> so they get up to audition and we know there's going to have to be a double clutch because we know that Gabriella does not do cr- uh, crowds well. You know that somebody's got to bring that dumb kindergarten metaphor back up again. Sure. Now, here's what I don't understand. The first line of this song comes from fucking Troy. So I don't know why he has the wherewithal to stop the song when he does. What should happen is he should sing with Soren flying. And then it should be fucking awkward and quiet. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That's true. Makes no sense at all. But Troy has ESP. So what he does is he says to Kelsey, hey, stop for a moment. I'm going to go complete this really stupid analogy real quick. It's going to work. And then we're going to kick it off again. So this is the hardest switch we have between Zach and Drew for uh, Breaking Free. And the crowd loves this audition. They are into it. They didn't get to see Bach to the top. That's correct. They didn't. I will agree that the crowd is playing favorites. Yeah. Yeah. The crowd Ultimately not their decision. I think Darbus goes with the crowd. I think had the crowd seen Bob to the top would have been different. I disagree, but I understand. I think Bob to the top is a better song. It's a banger, but uh, Sharpay and Ryan seem to not be able to attract friends, which is probably why they have to sing love songs with their siblings. (laughs) That's probably true. That's probably true. true. Maybe the crowd would not have been into Bob to the top in a biased fashion. Yeah. We have uh, Coach Bolton and Miss Montez see their children singing. Miss Darbus hucks her clipboard into the crowd and starts to clap along with the song offbeat. The song ends. Everybody cheers. And Troy gives Gabrielle a little kiss on the cheek. Hmm. It's all but a, a sure thing that they're going to be in the spring musicale. But we go back to the game where Troy hits the winning shot and the East High wins the championship. And this is the first time that we have Gabriella give Troy 
his iconic nickname. She runs up behind him, gives him a hug, and she goes, Congratulations, Wildcat! Which, I wish that had never happened. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking terrible nickname for your... Lover, that's just oh, so. Oh, I, you know what I? Uh, you know what I wish had never happened. <laughs> Maybe like Bo would have worked, or boyfriend, yeah. or guy you're interested you're in flirting with, yeah. or your flirting partner. Yeah, is that better or worse? I'm loving that either, Alan. <laughs> how better though? Yeah, how better? Yeah. Uh, this starts the big number. We're all in this together is going to be where we ended this musical number. Uh, Huge. Love it. And Taylor and Chad pair up and get together. Zeke gives Sharpay cookies. She's not having it again. Uh, Troy gives Kelsey the game ball. And this is how we kick off. We're all in this together in the wildest way possible. It's so weird. Basketball player six. His name's Jason. Jason walks up to Kelsey, stands behind her awkwardly. Takes off her bowler hat, throws it somewhere, and she, then helps she her shakes shoot. Her, she shakes her hair down in a, you didn't know I was hot before, yeah, yeah, but yeah. now I'm hot. I was the shade. Now I'm hot. Yeah. And then. You didn't know I was a troll under all this clothes. <laughs> yeah. It's under a, this skin suit. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that's how the movie <laughs> That would have been amazing. Just fucking imagine. No context. Halloween Town High no 2. No context. She just fucking takes her skin off, and she's a big troll. They shoot the basketball. It switches. He, yeah. He helps her shoot the basket. It's so weird. And it is now we're all in this together. The big final number. Everybody dances. We get like the massive team dancing together. The, the entire cast and crew. A couple of pairing situations of dancing. Ending with the entire squad dancing together doing fake laughs. It's all beautiful. Yeah. I love we're all in this together. I do same. too. And hard, hard, hard uh, important to mention. Sharp and Ryan are in it, obviously, which means all of our six characters are finally mm-hmm. singing together. Yes. So now I have a question for you two, because I did a little research. Okay. Okay. How many of the six went on to attempt to have musical careers, not high school musical careers, but oh, went on to sing as oh. musical artists on their own? How many of them, and can you name them? How many of the six? Of the six main actors and actresses went on when you say a musical career are we talking any kind of musical like like released an album yeah released at least a single that had nothing to do with uh i'm talking about i know i know of two guaranteed you can't look it up no i'm not i'm just trying to figure out one of these Uh, names i'm saying released an album or a single unrelated to high school musical or another movie like a like a pop album okay yeah. I'm going to say three. Three because I'm unsure about the fourth. I'm going to go on a limb and say four. Who do you think did not? Zephron and... Uh, I don't think Hudgens released anything. No, I think she did. I, I I could be wrong, but I think she did. I Zephron didn't, and I'm going to say... It's a 50-50 for me. Do you think I'm going to say Ryan him? Evans didn't do it. Okay, Alan? I think the three that did were Corbin Blue, Ashley Tisdale, and Lucas Grabeel. Okay. You're, I think, together right somehow because the four that did, it was four, uh-huh. Ashley Tisdale, Corbin Blue, 
Lucas Grabeel and Vanessa Hudgens all released. Oh, she pop did. Oh, okay. I fifty fifty. Taylor and Troy Taylor, did not. I I fifty fifty. Taylor and, and Ryan and Ryan. Yeah. I I was like I think one of them did and one of them yeah. didn't. Well, like we know, know we know Corbin did. Yeah, because released Corbin Corbin and Epcot's Ashley like, yeah. Tisdale were obvious. I yeah. think. And, and I knew I knew Vanessa. Yeah. Had. Yeah. Okay. I did. I actually didn't know I did Vanessa. Did. Yeah. I was fifty fifteen the other two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she but, also wasn't she in Rent Live. I don't Vanessa know. Vanessa Hudgens? Yeah, wasn't she? She did oh, something. She, yeah, she was Maureen, I think, in yeah, Rent yeah, Live, yeah. and she was quite good. And then, obviously, Zephron has been in other musical movies. Yeah, of course. Of course. And he's quite yeah. good, but he has not released anything, like, yeah. not he's related he, to yeah. a movie. Like he can sing. Or like, good for him. Or whatever. Um, but this yeah. is not the end of the film. The film actually ends with a little bit of a post-credit, like, mid-credit scene with Zeke standing a touch dejected mm-hmm. in the basketball court and we have Sharpay stalk into the basketball court holding an empty bag of cookies and saying those were delicious they were the best cookies i ever had best cookies i ever had and zeke looks elated yeah and that's how the movie actually ends she Honestly, runs up and it. hugs him and she's like can you make me more cookies and it's nice it's nice that's high school musical folks Guys, we're here. We did it. High School Musical 1. We got two more of these guys. Yeah. I have another question. Okay. All right. Before we get to our reviews and such, yep. what is your favorite and least favorite song in this film? Well, the Gabby song's the worst. That's correct. Yeah. Worst is... Uh, when There Was Me When There Was Me and You. Yeah. I think we can all agree there. Yeah. So my, I think my gut reaction is to go all on this together as the best. A close second, I'd probably say, is uh, get your head in the game. Mm. I think my favorite stick your, stick to the status quo. Yeah. Ooh, that is a good one, too. The status quo is great. I also immediately lean we're all in this together. It's just the icon of these movies mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. The entire ensemble doing their first big dance and yeah. number all together. It's hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah, Sick and Sasquatch. I actually like the, yeah, I, I, I like. I actually think most of most of this soundtrack is bangers. I think. Yeah. I think I, just the Gabby song is yeah, not good because I I really like Breaking Free. I like Start of Something New. I really like Start of Something New. Like, Bop to the Top is great. Yeah, like all these songs are great. Um, the only one that's not super strong is Gabby's solo song. I actually yeah. think most of the music across all three is. I agree. Good. I fully I agree. agree. I I would jam out to that unab- unashamedly in my car. Yeah. yeah. Okay, ratings. What are we going to rate High School Musical the first? It introduced the series. I'm giving it a 9.2. Okay. I think that I I love High School Musical. I'll be honest. I think nostalgia is part of the reason why it's this high. For Not sure. Not even nostalgia, but just like my love for it. Because I don't actually know if it deserves a 9.2 critically, but I really love it. I love watching it. I've probably loved watching it more than any other DCOM we've watched. The lip syncing kills me in this movie. It's tough. I find a lot of these characters really fucking unlikable. And some of the plot writing is pretty bad. But I love watching it. And so it gets a 9.2. For me, I'm going to give it a 9.4. What irks me more than anything is I understand. I understand that they knew that Zac Efron can sing. I just wish that they had let him and they had just rewritten the music. Yeah. Just rewrite it in a lower key. And and then have him sing because it feels so incongruous with what we're going to get in two and three. Yep. I hear you about Zach Efron. I hear you about some of the characters being unlikable. I agree. I think particularly Chad and Taylor, not my favorites. I think there's some sloppy writing that said 10. 
All I right. fucking love these movies. Yeah. Like they're the most enjoyable movies to watch, yeah. and oh, they are agree. the only movies of the DCOM register that I would put on and watch right now. There's some that if they came on, I'd go, oh sure, yeah, I'd watch that. But I actively will put on these movies and listen to the soundtrack on a. Yeah pretty regular basis yeah. so i we think as regular. far as decoms go you do not get better than these movies i'm i'm expecting number two to hit the numbers you're yeah. on because yeah. i it's gonna fix the zach efron problem and i like it more yeah oh um, i think two's the best one I i'm think, gonna yeah. break the scale for two probably oh, okay yeah. I, I think two's gonna be a 10 for me a little bit of spoiler alert just like i yeah hey I, i'm not i'm not giving it an official yeah we're yeah. not there but, i'm just yeah. i'm just like it's it's what started it all it's yeah. the start of something new yeah true true well interestingly enough fun fact it wasn't something entirely new the reason high school musical got greenlit is because the even stevens and that's a raven had musical episodes mm. and those musical episodes had such high ratings that they greenlit a full musical as a decom. How about that? That is something. Yeah, it is. Now, I've got two reviews for you. There are so many reviews. I'm not shocked by that. On IMDb for High School Musical. Uh, almost 800 of them, in fact. I'm, I did not read all of them, but I went to sort of the highs and the lows. Uh-huh. Now, the highs were what could be expected. The lows, I was curious. Now, a lot of them were like, this is so trite. It's so blah, da, 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 da. I picked out two that I think are just, th- that uh, stood out to me little bit okay so here we go the first its title is this movie scared me and my kids Mm. why this movie has horrible satanic elements that the average parent could easily ignore sure it scared me so bad Uh that me and my kids had to run to the tv screaming and unplug it wow please for the sake of your children's sleep do not allow them to see this horrible movie It yep. should have been rated NC-17. I repeat, do not see this movie, period. Uh-huh. If only I could take back seeing this, quote, heartwarming, unquote, Disney Channel movie yeah. and salvaged my kids' poor souls. What happened to you, Disney? You used to make movies of pure astonishment and put magic into every film you made. Uh-huh. Shame on you. You know, that adds up. What scene? There's no kissing in this movie. I'm so confused. What scene is uh, satanic? I... I, I just love the review. I'm just... Uh, I'm just trying to think what they could possibly have, have seen no in this idea. movie and been like, no the devil did this. Like, Dan- it's not like there's magic in the movie. Is it that there's hip-hop dancing in this movie? Maybe. I wish breaking Dis- the status quo, maybe. Disney, could you keep making movies where you murder cartoon animals' parents? Yeah. Show some decency. Yeah. <laughs> that is a wild review it is now this one i think we're gonna personally love so very much and i can't wait it is a little bit longer so we're just gonna <sighs> okay, dive in. buck one up dear fans of hsm that's me hello i would like to tell you to please refrain from telling me how much you like this musical or talking about the show when i'm in the same room oh, oh. Well, you're probably wondering why i asked this well i'll tell you you didn't I hate High School Musical. (laughs) Wow. Now, before you decide not to read this blog, just listen to the major things that were wrong with this so-called, in quotes, musical. Bold of you to call your online review a blog. (laughs) Bold of you to quote musical as if it's not a musical. Uh, (laughs) Undeniably. First off, it wasn't a musical in a sense that the songs were too, quote, poppy, unquote, for it to be a musical. No pop songs and musicals. Have you heard of Hamilton, my good Pam? Not then, probably. It should have been called High School Popical. I know it's... (laughs) (laughs) What hell of a name. 
Hell of a name. We all know pop music is not real. That's True. Right. I know it sounds I know it sounds corny, but it's the truth. I have seen and Strong been in many bar. musicals and never had the songs that I have heard sound like the ones in High School Musical. Uh-huh. You probably are the expert. This brings me to my next point. The singing. Gabriella, yep. a.k.a. Vanessa Ann Hudgens, has a weird voice that is just plain out annoyed me. Sharpay, a.k.a. Ashley Tisdale, had such a bad voice that in the song What I've Been Looking For, her brother Ryan, a.k.a. Lucas Grabeel, had to sing higher than her so you wouldn't have to hear her sing. Wow. It almost all duets between a girl and a guy. The girl usually sings the higher part. The worst of all of them was Troy, a.k.a. Zac Efron. Why do I say this? Because he was dubbed! Zach would sing the first two lines in each song and magically his voice would change. If you don't believe me, then listen closely to Breaking Free. 0.27 seconds into the song, his voice changes from terrible to good. So she likes Drew Seeley. Yeah. In the credits on imdb.com, they had credited the singer that actually sang the songs, but don't go check now because his name has all been taken out of the credits. Disney paid the people at IMDb to take his name out of the credits to cover it up. That's why on the soundtrack it says that Troy sang it because they put the singer's name legally. They would have to put Andrew Seeley's name on it. Now go on IMDb. Andrew Seeley's The Voice of Troy is only credited for writing the song Get Your Head in the Game. I hated how the brother Ryan had to be gay. Not all actors are gay, including myself. And Disney just had to put on more stereotypes of stage actors. (laughs) Who asked? To Disney, all including myself is such a weird thing to write. I bet that this person, many years later, has had some thoughts. I think you have a keen interest in this person. I'm going to be honest with you. Both of you, I think, will be very interested in this person. To (laughs) Disney, all stage actors are gay, have crazy directors, have huge egos. That's true for some people, but not all. Are the most feared in school and make a huge deal about auditions. Auditions last three days normally, but in High School Musical, they lasted forever. In the end, Troy got to win the championships and get the lead in the show. That's just Disney making the impossible work in the end. That could never happen in real life. Of course. In fact, basketball players can't even sing. If you don't believe me, check out Shaq's album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they got a point. I hate how Disney stereotypes theater kids, but all basketball players can't sing because Shaq's album is bad. And the star basketball player was only 5'10". That's pretty stupid. <laughs> He's 5'8". Get it also, together. I've been to Albuquerque, and it's a lot dirtier in real life than in this movie. <laughs> Don't worry. It gets better. I've been to Albuquerque. It gets better. I need to. Well... Now that you know the facts, please consider not buying the DVD because Disney will make more of these filth-ridden movies in the future, and that's the last thing I need. Signed, Theodore Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) What? Established his lounge at Disney Sea. <coughs> oh. oh God! This must have been before he met Duffy, because if he had met Duffy already, he'd be a lot happier. Uh, this was posted in May of two thousand and six. Probably before oh he met God, Duffy. Oh my God, old Teddy! Whoo, boy! I didn't know he had such a vested interest in High School Musical. I have a question that uh-huh. I'm going to answer yeah. myself right now. I wonder if he left reviews on the other ones. Uh sure. Uh. 
All right. Well, that is High School Musical. So what do we have coming up next in this lexicon of DCOMs? Cowbells. I'm sorry, what? Cowbells. B-E-L-L-E-S. Starring Allie and AJ. Well, you know what? I've never seen it, so I'm excited to give this one a watch, I guess. I feel bad for whatever movie had to come next, Mm -hmm. because now we're on a strong bar, you know? Well, we we will see. I I just saw the cover art for it. It looks interesting. That'll be a fun one to cover. Did Teddy Roosevelt (sighs) rank it a one? Teddy Roosevelt did rank it a one. Okay. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to rate and view the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Please be sure to follow us on all of our socials. And if you want to join us in the conversation about this episode or any of other episodes, join us on Discord. And until next week, it's been Zeta Lapidus. And next week, we conquer cowbells. Bye-bye now. Bye. What team? Wildcats. What team? Wildcats. Get your head in the game. The person that is Teddy Roosevelt, what was their actual name? Teddy Roosevelt. That was their username too?